following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. What up, world? Welcome to the Fives of the Week podcast. It's your boy, Philly. Your boy, Just James. Buford T. Justice. And Hollywood. <laughs> what up, fellas? It's so good to be back. So oh, we're good back, to see yeah. you, brother. So good to see everybody, everybody man. We got the gang all back yes, together yes, here. Yes, yes, hey, yes. we took a week hiatus, people. Just want you to know, Just James is live from the Bronx. It's, you know, virtual. He's doing it remote. So uh, if there's any technical difficulties, just work with us. We're trying to work through this process. But um, he's obviously one-fourth of the show, and I'm glad to see you guys. So Hollywood, oh, yeah. Hollywood, yeah. how was your week, oh, man? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. It's been wild and crazy, man. What else is new with you, Mike? Oh, man. You know, reflecting on not being together for a week really makes you realize how important this is. I mean, because I miss it, and we're back, Jack. Absolutely, man. Um, the weeks, I mean, starting out great. Um, did a lot of things, met some very good people. Uh, I had a uh, breakfast this morning with some good club members I know, and uh, the weekend's just starting off right, man. It's, it's just great. So with the one percenters, right? What's up, mate? You're, you're, in the, you're in the upper echelon. What's your social You're in the upper echelon of the people. Sound insane. Awesome. Just James, man, how was your week, brother? Week was real good, man, real good. Uh, been working from home, though, because your boy got the first shot at a fucking Pfizer. Oh, you did, so, did you? So nice. You're saying what you, you got the Pfizer in your ass and you're trying to flatten the cave. I got the first Pfizer in the right cheek of my ass, and I'm going to get the other one in the left and balance out my ass. <laughs> hey, from what I hear, Jesse James, you guys are taking the lead. New York, man. I like that. <laughs> we're, tr- we're trying, man. We're fucking trying. That's when we good, do eh? things over here, we do it right. We do it the fucking best. Who does it better than us? Uh, when you got the shot, were you like, oh... Dude, I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you guys. The first shot did not do a fucking thing to me, man. That's what you gotta worry about the second one is from what everybody's telling me. Yeah, yeah. No, the the first one, the lady gave it to me. I don't even know what was in it. Zambuka. Well, let's, let's hope you don't grow a third nut. Grandmaster B, how was your week, sir? It was good, and I'm so happy to be back with the boys again. The boys are back. Yes. Backs. Hollywood, Philly, just James. James. James, the bass player. We missed you, man. Yes, sir. You know what it is. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be back. And damn you, C Rebel, you son of a bitch. Oh, that's uh, James, the bass player, man. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. Good to have the crew back together. No, that's great, man. You know, sometimes it's good to take a step back and just reset, reevaluate, and uh, start start back fresh, man. So I'm excited. Plus, I got to bounce back from last week. So I apologize to the listeners. I was a little tipsy, and I might get that way again. But you know what? We're being real. We're being honest. And we're having a good time. And I love doing this. Love shedding light. Love hanging out with the fellas. That's exactly, that's exactly what I sounded like last week. So, um, No one, doubt. One thing I wanted to bring up. Did you guys hear this? No more Home Depot hot dogs. What? Are you that's bullshit. Me. I'm pissed, man. God damn it. I mean, th- something about those dags, Brad. But you know what they are serving? <laughs> Chinese food? No. <laughs> Can I get the... Uh, the uh... The two hot dogs and the chips and the pop? No, no, no. Let me have a 
Yeah, man, I'm a little disappointed, though, because I like, you know, on hot summer day, you go there. I don't know what it is, man. It could be dog food that they're feeding us, but it tastes so damn good. Yeah, and that's going to hurt them vendors, man. Yeah, and, you know, those guys, they're hustlers. You know yes. what I'm saying? That's how they make their money. People yes. make livings off that. You know, people have um, traveling bars now where they actually travel <laughs> around to the bar? graduation parties, parties. And they, it's like a mobile bar. You might have something there, my friend. I'm telling you, man. You might want to oh, look into that. Pablo? A mobile bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, though, when you start thinking about putting your minds together. Hey, you go to a party, you know, the fists start coming out. Hey, boogaloo. Hey. We're nuts. <laughs> kind of like we renting a pool. Nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Renting a freaking pool and pissing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What was that called? Swimply? <laughs> yes, they made it up. This water's a little warm and yellow. No, they couldn't have made it up because that was part of the Did You Know Graham has to be. Yeah, we're switching that up today, man. People get ready because uh, Hollywood yeah. is doing the Did You Know and I'm ooh, doing the ooh. This or That. Yeah, yeah. I we're going to shut up. Yeah, a little yeah. surprise around the corner. Something for you ladies out there. We're going to make Grandmaster very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so coronavirus update obviously is the biggest thing going on in the nation and the world. Uh, President Biden urges uh, local government to incentivize vaccination up to 100 bucks. Also mandating federal employees and military to provide proof of vaccination. If not vaccinated, said person will be required to mask up, test one to two times per week and social distance, as well as travel restrictions. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Oh, man, I, you know, uh, it's getting deep, man, with that Delta. And sh- you know what I mean? Let's just put the politics out of it. You know what I mean? Let's do what's right. You know what I mean? For all of us, for your families. Um, you know, we don't need to lose any more people, in this, you know, amongst your friends and stuff like that. And, you know, and the unvaccinated, we're, we're like, you know, chickens with our heads cut off, you know, just waiting for that one moment. Yeah, I think there was something about the U.K. They're saying that this... Uh... Delta virus may have spiked already in the UK and they're already seeing it coming down. So maybe we got, you know, we're seeing what they thought was going to come in the fall is right. actually here now. So the hopes is that this is going to be like the UK. It's going to spike now and you're going to see a lot of what we're seeing right. here in the US and that's going to actually come down. Great. But, um, you know, I, I, I still have this feeling that they're trying to push the media is saying, hey, for those who have not been vaccinated, get vaccinated because it's supposed to help. But they're also saying at the same time, the people that got two shots, that there's going to be a third one you're going to have to get. I don't think it's something that it's going to go away. I mean, there's going to be different strains of this stuff. And, you know, just like a flu shot, I think it's going to be an every annual yearly thing you're going to have to do. That yeah. sucks, man. Yeah. Just James, what are you hearing out there in New York, man? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, uh, I'll tell you guys, this is some crazy stuff, but they had us take down all these signs at work. You know, the, uh, first, if you were double vaccinated or fully vaccinated, I should say, rather, um, at work, you could walk around without your mask. Um, if you were not fully vaccinated, you had to wear your mask at all times. Now they're saying if you are fully vaccinated, you still have to wear your mask. And, um, it's it, now that they want us to, so they want us to mask up again. They're probably going to go back on another lockdown and there's no telling 
there's no telling how many other strands, like like Grandmaster B said, how many other strands there are of this thing. So I think it's sort of a form of control, but that's just me. Yeah, and I hear that uh, certain pockets of the U.S. have already started the new mandate with the mask masking yeah, up the, and all that stuff. The ones that are have the higher rates right now, that's sucks yeah. and it's just unfortunate and it's like you there's so much unknown still it's like you, you, every it affects everybody's body differently you know what i mean i talked to a friend who had it and she said that she's having those long-term effects now and it, it got to the point where it actually affected her liver oh, uh, really yeah wow that's not good no and it's it's different for everybody and i think even like doctors like her friend is a doctor and even he said that you know, we're still learning on a daily basis, still trying to figure this thing out day by day. And, um, you know, again, to each their own, you know, uh, political bias aside, I think you, you just do what you feel is best. You know what I mean? Try to be smart out there and try to think of the, the common people, man. Yeah. And, you know, we're at a point, what is the best? We really don't know what is the best to do. Like you, like you say, you know, having liver problems, that could lead to further things and, and to somebody that was, was healthy. You know what I mean? That's just, and they'll say, you know what well, I think, that's though? one out of 100,000 or 2,000 people, you know? I think that's why a lot of people are still, that have not gotten the vaccine, are still a little skeptical yes. about it because there hasn't been any, you know, data that shows you long term. You know, now we're starting to see some things come to light here where, you know, what Philly was talking about. So you never know what's going to happen. And so it's kind of like rolling the dice. You're doing what you're thinking is the right thing to do. Because, you know, whether it's your age or whatever, but, I mean, what's the long-term effect on this, you right. know? We don't yeah, know. We that don't individual. know. Yep. So, so it's uh, a little bit different, man. Yeah, I mean, kick it around. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Well, yeah, I mean, we, we lost some people, man. I mean, we lost uh, Ron Papel. I mean, this was, uh, right, you know, right. Ron Papel, the guy that was the uh, infomercial king, you know, the guy that did Mr. Microphone, mm -hmm. 86 years old. I mean, for people that are my age group, they probably remember some of that stuff. He was like an American inventor. You know, the guy that did the electric food dehydrator, the pocket fisherman. You remember all these things, Hollywood, back yeah. when you seen him on the, you know, on the late night infomercials and stuff this guy was an inventor he ended up selling ronco for like 52 million dollars dang damn uh, so this guy was a major inventor and then of course we lose dusty hill of zz top what a bummer this was God. man i mean yeah, freaking I, legend yeah. man let's pay tribute to him pay tribute to dusty hill man you know bassist at 72 years old is having some health issues and uh three-man band you know one of the all-time classic rock bands inducted in to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2004, and it just sucks that you lose people like this. And the older we're getting, we're starting to lose some of our memories of our childhood. You yes. know, some of the music that we remember and stuff like that. It just, you know, just sucks, man. But uh, that was kind of a shocker. I don't think too many people were expecting that to happen because they were actually on tour. That's still young. Yeah. Shit, 72, man. 72, man. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood was saying he was uh, at breakfast today with a friend of his that's 83 years old. 83 still kicking. 83 years old. Still kicking it, man. Amazing. Yeah. Really? Yes. Looks good and everything. Wow. So you never know, man, when it's your turn, man. But at 72, Dusty Hill, ZZ Top, bassist. Now, you know, that was a three-man group again. We yes. got a drummer, lead guitar player, and a bassist. Put together some great music. Man. You know, R.I.P., man. And uh, our boy Dieter. Our boy Dieter resembles ZZ Top. Oh, yeah. Bit, the skater Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Man. 
Well, let's uh, rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Yeah, yes, RIP, man. Yeah. Rest easy, brother. Josh James, I know we're about to lose your interest here as we transition into the sports report. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get there? No, I was just going to say that if if they wanted to get everybody on board to do to all get the vaccine and wanted us to all be in unison, I just think that maybe they shouldn't have used Delta variant because I, I hate flying. You know me more than anything. I hate flying, but I've been on Delta flights. I know for a fact if they would have called it the spirit variant, People would have been lining up. <laughs> man, Spirit's getting a bad rap right now, man. Yeah. People are kicking the shit out of each other at the terminals man, and you stuff. you ever been on Spirit? Spirit is terrible. I mean, Absolutely <laughs> terrible, kid. Oh, that's ridiculous. These people are knuckleheads. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When Kamala gets in there, once Biden finally gives up or his puppeteers let down the, the strings, Kamala should change it to the Spirit variant, and then uh, <laughs> everyone will be on board. That's you know ridiculous. what I mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> There's only one name that comes to mind when you think of fresh, delicious, and award-winning pizza in the Blue Water area. It's 24th Street Pizza. Stop settling for average pizza and switch to the best. It's 24th Street Pizza. Stop in today or visit them online at 24thStreetPizza.com to see everything that their menu has to offer. All right, Hollywood, so Westbrook to the Lakers. How do you think that's going to affect... Another three-headed monster. Here we go again. You, and who's involved around? You said LeBron James. You said before we went on air, you think that's the difference. You think they'll be right back in the championship? Without picture? a doubt. Without a doubt. Just James, what do you think of that? Westbrook to the Lakers. No, but honestly, though, all these fucking super teams, like, is, is it even competitive anymore? Like, what's up with that? That's part of the reason why I stopped watching basketball. And I can agree with that. That's yeah. what it comes down to. Who's got the best top three? You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, and 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 people forget that. Yeah, okay. Uh, Durant went over to the Warriors, but you got to think the the main key players on the Warriors were all drafted. Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Curry were all drafted. It wasn't like they went and got a super team. It was that one move. Yeah, he was a key player for sure. But I just feel like all these guys calling up each other, trying to play, and they're like the the biggest stars. These super teams. It's kind of uh, I don't know. It's I'm not. It's not for me. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm happy for Westbrook. I mean, he deserves it, especially what he did last year. And he's getting towards the end of his career within maybe the next five years. That guy deserves a ring, man. And I want to see him get one. I, I can see your point because, okay, you, st- you look at that OKC nucleus. KD yes. got out, right? Got yes. a ring uh, with Golden State. Harden got out. You know, he's he's been on competitive teams, didn't get his ring yet. Um, so. I guess if, you know, Russ deserves it. He's been a baller. Yes. You know what I mean? People are going to say what they want. You know, he just he shoots the ball all the time, whatever. Um, I think at a certain point in people's careers, and we'll get into, you know, Aaron Rodgers in a little bit, but I think guys want to win championships. You know Did what I mean? Did you say win? win? Win, win, win. Win, win, win. Just win, baby. Um, yeah, they just want to win. So I, I kind of understand um, that narrative but i don't like the super teams too because i like i like the old days of where you know guys would kind of build and stay like uh i think it was anthony rizzo said he came out and said today he said if the ship falls with the cubs i want to go down with it because i i was made there you know what i'm saying yes and you won a right. championship there and, yeah you know you look at uh you look at like the pistons how they were constructed we talk about that time to time and uh there's something to that but at, at the same token i i see guys towards the twilight of their career and they want to go win a championship you know more power to them 
cannot play with him. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, I guess I wouldn't be upset when it comes to that because I. But the way I look at Westbrook, I kind of look. It reminds me of Iverson in a way, like somebody who had all the heart, and it's like, but it's like yes. what's missing, you know? Like, and and Iverson never got a championship, but he will be talked about, and he will be. He they will continue to make documentaries about him just because of how right. athletic he was, and I think that uh, Westbrook practice. is the same way. Not a but game. it is kind Not of a, a weird thing that we're in now where we go oh well he's played for so long he kind of deserves it almost as if well we know he's going to get a chip now for sure and that takes a lot away from the game like the fact that we're even saying that like oh well he's he's been in the league long enough he deserves a ring it's like well why don't we just give it to him yeah do you know iverson was a state champion in football too quarterback he was bad dude he He was was he was a beast Where, where did he play uh, I don't know that for sure, but you can Google it. I watched his highlight just actually like oh, two it's weeks ridiculous. ago. Ridiculous. Yeah, he was amazing, man. Run around the field. He looked like a mini Michael Vick. You know, and I'm going to tell you what. The Greek freak, he said it perfect. He could have walked away, got more money, tried to go on the powerhouse team, but he wanted mm. to build within and win a championship. And regardless yeah. of the circumstance of other guys got hurt, which got him there, he did the right thing. Stayed with his team that they got guys around. and. They balled, and they showed it, being down 2 nothing. No, in Hollywood, we both kind of reevaluated our picks. We both had the Suns in six, and you yes. kind of saw the turn of the tide in the NBA oh, Finals yeah. where it changed because the Suns were like the flashy new team, yeah. and, and Dev, Devin Booker was like the hot new thing. So I thought they were going to ride that shit all the way to the championship, oh, yeah. but I, I got to give Giannis credit and the Bucs, man. Um, <laughs> they showed up and showed out, man. They got it done. And the Lakers are even <laughs> talking about getting Tucker from Milwaukee. To add to them too. You talking about PJ Tucker? Yes. Mm. You're trying to load up. Yeah, I could see that. You know, LeBron's not going to go out without a fight, man. No, they're they're going to definitely that. load back up. So, can you guys fill me in though? On uh, the, didn't the draft just happen? Like, uh, I think the Pistons got somebody really good, right? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll uh, transition into that next. Good segue. So, Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick uh, for the Detroit Pistons. Um, and I actually have the top five picks here. So the Rockets at two select Jalen Green. Cavaliers at three select Evan Mobley. I wonder if he's related to Catino Mobley. Uh, number four, Raptors select Scotty Barnes. And Grandmaster B, the Magic at number five, who did they select? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> Jalen Suggs. Suggs? No Suggs way. My nuts. <laughs> That's uh, related to... Uh... Sug. Medea. That's right. Yeah, Medea. they are related. I have no idea. Hell yeah. So yeah. no idea. Yeah, great time to be um, you know, Pistons fan. I think it's uh it's the start of something fresh, start of something new. Um Cade was actually at a Tigers game recently and they showed I him on the that. big board and you know, the crowd went nuts and um He wants to be here. Yeah, yeah, and it's kinda cool because Detroit kinda like uh you know, we're gonna talk about it again. I always go back there in Rogers, but Detroit is not like a vacation destination or no, a, right, right. one of the hottest free agent uh, landing spots. So to see guys want to start here and play here and, and get that fresh start, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's exciting. I like Mo Green. Oh, that's Casino. Uh, Green. <laughs> you prick it. Uh, I like Tim and Suggs. <laughs> you know, I, I thought they were maybe going to go away from uh, Cunningham. But seeing this guy come out and credential, and his daughter's just beautiful, man. His little daughter, he's out there with her. That that was so sweet. You know what I mean? He's got his girl with him, and she's, you know, Daddy's gonna be a superstar. I just hope this guy can take the Pistons on his shoulders, not sit for one or two years, come in immediately, 
in an effect. That's yeah. what the Pistons need. Can you guys fill me in, though? What kind of player is he? What position specifically? So, um, well, it's funny because I was listening on the radio to, um, I forgot the head coach of Oakland University's, uh, their head coach, and he was raving about him. He said, you know, because people were saying, well, <clears throat> this draft, there's not a generational talent. Uh, there's not somebody that's going to, you know, change a franchise. But this this coach specifically said when they saw him come out of the tunnel, it's like mm-hmm. this dude is so big, his shoulders are so wide, they, they were like in awe. And they didn't think he could shoot. And then they seen the dude pull up for like, you know, from the point, and he's like, I, I, for, I forgot how tall he is, but he's super big. And he, he just nailed two three-pointers like it was nothing. Yeah, he's 6'8". And he dribbles wow. like an Allen Iverson at no six way. eight. Yeah, he's yeah. He's so he's gonna be like a LeBron type dude. He's got good defense, good, good uh uh driving the lane and everything, banging. He's not afraid, you know, to bang. Neither like are you, that. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll right, talk right. about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so another hot topic around the sports world, uh, Simone Biles withdraws from uh, individual all-around gymnastics competition at the Tokyo Olympics to focus on her mental well-being. She has acknowledged suffering from a phenomenon known as the twisties. I'm not sure what her version of the twisties is, but all I know is mine requires lube and a lot of flicking at a wrist. Stop whining. Uh, there's, a, there's a quote from Catherine Burns, former competitive gymnast. Uh, she said, I think there's a lack of understanding of what this sport requires of people. Uh, Burns said, I think in general, these obscure sports that people love to watch every four years, they don't really think about the level of training that goes into it. So this idea of quitting or choking to me is just like setting the expectation of you're a product, you're here to perform for us, uh, you are entertainment for us, and if you don't go out there and entertain me, then what's your value? I just, you know, that's kind of a good point, you know, but I, see, I struggle with this at times too because I have a little anxiety. And I'm in a, you know, position of power at times and leadership roles. <clears throat> and there's times where, you know, I second guess myself. But you know what? I look at the people that I'm going to let down. I look at my, the kids I coach. I look at, uh, like, you guys. Like, say, you know, I'm having a bad day. If I say, you know, I'm not doing the cast tonight. You know what I'm saying? I, I tend to just power through that because that's just kind of instilled in me. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this whole situation. That. That's the kind of winning attitude that's going to take this enterprise straight to the top. Um, you know what, when you're in the Olympics and all that, you got to remember when you pull out, you were sitting somebody else. Something Holly was not used to (laughs) as well. (laughs) I should have pulled out. Uh, but anyway, (laughs) you're in there representing the United States. That means that there's someone else sitting home that came in secondary that could have fulfilled that spot that didn't make the team. And now you were gifted to make that team, and you're pulling out now. That's, to me, ah, oh, man, no. I, you you got to know what you're able to do in your body, your mindset. You have to figure all that out. You know what I mean? Because that person, you cheated that other person. It's like telling a person you're coming in working Saturday and Sunday, and you have the next person in line goes, I'll work. Well, no, you can't because he's working. And then he just doesn't show up. No call, no show. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's screwing the other person. So I don't want to take anything away from her at all. I just don't think we should celebrate something like this. I think that if she doesn't think that she... Was there a way that she could have bowed out beforehand where someone else could have taken her spot? Absolutely. Is that what you were saying? Okay, so then 
honestly, that's what I think she should have done if you were going to take the high road and, and be selfless. Yes. You yes. know, because obviously, look, if she can't perform at the level she thinks because her mental is off, her physical will be off and she'll hurt the team anyway. There you go. But I agree if with someone that. else. Yeah. But if someone else um, could have taken the spot, then you should bow out before that and let someone else come in. And I also think that the celebration of this type of behavior is only going to have a domino effect in going this direction. Whereas I would rather like to see people be praised for having an immaculate uh, mental game along with a physical game. Because if this was all physical and you had a knee injury, you're not going to be, yo, if Tom Brady said the same thing, dude, if Tom Brady took everybody to the Super Bowl and then goes, hey man, I'm not really feeling this. You know how much crap he's going to get for that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, he's not sure. going to be celebrated, dude. He's not going to be celebrated for walking away when he's supposed to be the highest level of a, of a human being when it comes to sports. It's, it's not just that they're entertainment and that they're horses. No, they're real people. They have issues. But that's part yes, of being yeah. a superior athlete and being at the elite exactly. level. Exactly. An elite. It's called elite. And you speak very high on that point, James. And what you're saying is totally correct. You know, you have slots. And you try to get to that one and two slot. And then there's a third party, okay, in case people bail out like that. You know what I mean? You got to right. get your mental game. And they explain all this stuff to you. You know what it takes, what you have to put your body and stuff through. You know what I mean? You know, we're exactly. all human. We, like you said, we make mistakes, this and that and all that. But the point is, you know, and they went, oh, well, that's okay. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And especially for me, being an athlete that I was and in boxing and in tournaments and stuff like that, you had a runner-up. I don't show, he's the next in line to go. My mind was already set, I'm going to be at the big dance. I'm going to be there, this guy's sitting home, okay? Or he could have went. You see what I'm saying? So I, like I don't want to take up too much time, but I do want to be clear in saying that she's obviously, her level, what she can do physically is, is like supposedly insane from what I've read. Yes. That, that she's like, making judges change rules because of the way she performs. So I'm not trying to take anything away, but I think that the mental is part of the physical at this point because she's not able to be there. So right. that is a knock as far as being an athlete goes in a way, but I'm not trying to take anything away from her skill or say, I understand what she's going through. I just think that there are people that do perform under the same circumstance and they do show up and those people should be praised for that. I think bowing out and knowing yourself, that's fine. That's, you know, I guess uh, give her praise for that. But I do think that she's, she's going to be scrutinized either way. Whether you show up and you don't perform well, you're going to be scrutinized. Or if, you, or if you show up and you, or if you don't show up, you're going to be scrutinized. So what we've got it, it sounds here to me like she just picked the lesser of the two. To communicate. Right. Valid point. Very valid point, James. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great take. And, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, what else can you say? I mean, this comes around every four years, and, like, she's the favorite in that individual event, so I think that's why it comes with such big scrutiny. Um, but, again, you kind of know what you're getting into going in, so, yes. uh, you know, there's that part of it, too. And, yeah, these, these athletes are real people, and they go through real things, but, yeah, um, I don't know. You just got to kind of find a middle ground, I guess. B, you got anything to add? No, I, I think uh, James said it all right there. I, I mean, they're regular people at the end of the day, and, you know, sometimes the uh, the game gets caught up to you, man. You know, mentally, there's high expectations on these, you know, athletes, especially these elite ones. Yes. 
and uh, you don't know what they're dealing with, you know, and and something just broke down and that was it. You know, she says, I'm, I'm not going to do it, you know, but uh, there's a lot of pressure and sometimes pressure yeah. creates anxieties and things like that. And she, you know, maybe didn't feel like you know, herself and it was just time to get out of it. But um, you wonder if this has been going on for a while for all of a sudden to be in an Olympic format like that, yeah. you know, to James point, uh, you know, maybe there was something else before all that, but uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. You can't really control that. But and it's people. an honor to represent your country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on, Aaron Rodgers finally reports to training camp, and uh, he held literally nothing back in his first media press conference. Uh, he went into detail about how he wanted to have more influence and in free agent moves and how he what was. What a whiner. <sighs> See, I don't know. I might have a different take than you on this. <laughs> you know there was there was like some things about you know his mental health like hollywood you were saying you know he, he doesn't look like himself but um maybe he is going through some things but again i think it goes back to you know guys that have put in the work and put in the time they want to win you yeah. know they they offered him to be not only the highest paid player in the league highest paid athlete in american sports Wow. So That's, that that got is Randall crazy. Cobb to come back from the Texans. I mean, just the think of the power pull that he had with like, I want Randall Cobb back, and then the Texans had to make a a move to get Randall Cobb to come but back. I, and I, be a I think it was that, funny so, too. Uh, David Bakhtiari is left tackle, or I mean, might be the right tackle. Yeah. He bought him a golf cart. It's all customized and shit. He put like a a, a pink fuzzy fucking uh, ring on his uh, steering yeah. wheel. <laughs> you know, just to mess with I him, mean, right? But, yeah. You know, they missed the guy. Obviously, right. he's there, and he cited Good chemistry. Yeah, he cited the fact that you know he didn't like how guys left the organization. You know, to put it in a business perspective, you see guys that kind of get done dirty in the corporate America, right? You know, jobs get lost all the time and it kind of fits what we're talking about. And he didn't stand for that. So that's why I kind of support Rodgers in this. Like, hey man, I've been one of the, the best quarterbacks in the league for over a decade. I'm willing to, to use my resources to make this organization better. And it's falling on deaf ears. To me, I support the guy in the fact that, you know, maybe it's time to move on. I mean, Brady got a chance to move on. Yeah, After all say, he's done with the Patriots, why not Rodgers? You know, when you're at that level of an athlete, like Tom Brady was able to pull in people, right? He right. was able to get the whole team to re-sign, which we talked about a couple podcasts ago. That's rare. So one man could influence a whole bunch of people. And Aaron Rodgers, I got to believe his heart's still in Green Bay because that's where he started. Does he really want to go somewhere else? He just wants to win. You know, and I feel like there was some push and pull with the new coach and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, you know, I guess he had to flex muscle a little bit to say, hey, look, I know what I'm capable of doing. My numbers don't lie. You know, he's probably one of the greatest comeback quarterbacks ever to play the game. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you got to believe in me because I think it's, you know, he's at that twilight of his career. And it's time for him to say, look, I realize I've got a couple years left in the league. And I want to prove to you that this is what I need. You need to listen to me because he is the leader of the team. Right. And maybe this is where, you know, and I think there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you know, you know what's so amazing is if you look back at it, to me, Rodgers, he backtracked his words and his beliefs, what he said. And it all comes down to love. He's pissed off about love. He's not saying it. It's funny how he goes on a golf trip with Brady, and you know Brady's probably telling him, hey, man, listen, dude, look at me. 
I was in New England. Gave my heart and soul and everything. I won there. I'm going somewhere else. I can do it. You could do the same thing. With Rodgers, he got his mind pickled with that woman for one. Okay? And then all of a sudden, she happens to move in. He got a little relaxed. Okay? Now, I could see him being pissed off. All right? But you're a pro athlete. You can go anywhere. So many people would want you. You, the doors even open for, for the Indianapolis Colts. So what are you saying? The girl messed him up? I, I believe so, and I believe, and like he said, he has some things to work on himself, mentally. So the, right there, that's telling me he has a little bit of I'm going to disagree with that. I think, you know, athletes, they have money. They're, they're used to, you know, women whining and dining. Um, they're used to that stuff. If the guy finally, you know, gets married, meets a woman, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I feel like... The organization, Green Bay, you know, it's kind of a tight-knit community. It's a different style of organization. This guy has been the pillar of the franchise for I don't know how many years now. Selfishly, like, I would have loved to see him go because I'm a Lions fan. I don't want him to kill us anymore. But um, from his stance, I don't know. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm taking Roger's side on this, man, because he, if anybody, he's got more pull than the organization does. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the business side, but if you listen to what he was saying, if I'm telling you I'm not playing for you, I'm not coming back. I'm done. I'm going on. Whether they were going to try to bluff with him or we're not trading you this and that, it was coming down to crunch time. Think about it. If the, you are, say you are an executive at a big company, let's just put it in a different perspective. Say you were with a company and you came to your CFO, your owner, and said, look, this is what I want. You know, Even though, let's say you were the best salesman at mm-hmm. the company you're at or you're the best performer where you work, Hollywood, right, right, right. and you went to your people and said, look, this is what I need. I'm, you, know, you know what my value is, and if you can't do this for me, you just hold out and hold out. I mean, there's different perspectives when you're an athlete because it's a draw. What this guy can bring to an organization is money. He's, he's a draw. 100%. Right. Yeah, but absolutely. you couldn't pull this shit off in everyday world life because they'd be like, all right, go, see you later. They right, replace right, you. Right. But being it's such a big money thing, you know, and the fans own Green Bay Packers organization. There's not a, yeah. you know, their fans actually own it. So I think the fans wanted him back, too. Yeah, well, in corporate America, you're just a number. You're this a number, guy is man. a big fucking And we're going to get into that in the top, in our fives of the week, because, yeah. it's, you know, how you deal with loss, and there's some good subjects that are going to come up in that. But yeah. it's funny how if you could be an elite athlete, how you can be a Tom Brady, you can be an Aaron Rodgers, you can be, uh, you know, uh, LeBron James, and you could tell people that, own the business, own the company, the team. Right, this right. is what I'm going to do. And right. this is what you need to do to make it right. right you right, have all right. this pull. It's a, it's a select few athletes that can do that. Very yeah. few. And even with love, like like when he was out and, and them guys were saying, come on, you know, you're either going to make a decision or not. We're, we're ready to move on forward and love will be our quarterback. Well, once they found that, that hey, love's really not ready. Yeah. Then that's when Rodgers knew. Oh, I got the leverage. So you think a woman messed him up? You really believe that? Hollywood? I'm not, not going to say the whole thing, but here's a man who got with a woman. He was very, like a lot of his friends said, he's kind of weird, okay? And said, you know, when, when Rogers says something, I got to take him for it. You know what I mean? And they said about how his woman immediately moved in with him. Now, he was going with a girl for a long time. She never lived with him. Never lived with him. This it was one, uh, Danica Patrick, right? I think it was, yeah. That was the ex, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then now this other one, and then, you know, he started coming up, well, there's a few things I need to work on with this and that, but when that came out about love, 
you know, going, well, he's not where we thought he would be. Now Rodgers like, bling. And I believe, too, because I love Rodgers. I thought for sure he was going to push that and say, well, you know what? I've given you everything. Now I'm a man of my word. When I came to you, now all of a sudden I'm going to be worth this amount of money, but I wasn't worth this before. I got to go somewhere else. No, and I don't think. I don't. He stated money wasn't the issue, and like if it was me, I mean, like the fans, it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. It was bigger than the money. Yes, it didn't matter. Decisions. This dude, he's he's set. You know what I'm saying? He's set for life, and it's not about that. It's about legacy at this point. But I agree. We talk about that as normal people, you know, as an athlete, and you're mentioning the top five of all time. Yeah, so championships matter. Oh, it ain't no doubt. You know what I mean? So. We'll see. The the proof will be in the pudding this year. I think he's going to have a target on his back because there's going to be oh, a yeah, lot, no a lot of defenders out there that are going to be, he's going to have in the opposition. <laughs> and you know what? You know what Tom Brady said. He came out last week. And he said, "Listen." They said, "What you know, Tom? You got everything. You got seven championships. What else do you need to play for?" He said, "You want to know what I'm really playing for? Not only do I love the game." Them other teams out there that said, I was just too old to pick up. Yeah, he's got yeah, something he's got to prove, man. He's got a, he, so that right there, I'm going to show them why maybe you should have signed That's me. okay to have a chip yeah, on I your shoulder, it. man. I love I, it, dude. I like being the underdog. I don't yes. know about you guys, man, but if you tell me I can't, and you're one of those negative Nellies, and you're going to tell me I, I can't, love it. you're going to get the freaking tiger in me coming out, man. I love, love the it, underdog, man. man. You know? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. Absolutely. What else you got? Um, all right, so Miguel Cabrera closing in on 500 like home runs. Nice. He's currently at I 497 like after two homers last night. There's been 27 players that have hit uh, 500 bombs. Can anyone guess who the top five are? Just James, you should know because uh, one of your favorite athletes are in this list. Babe Ruth. Holy cow. Babe Ruth, yes, he's actually number three at 714. Barry Bonds, mm. one of them. Yep. Do they count Barry Bonds because of the whole steroid thing? Yeah, he's, he's still... Is he's, there an asterisk next to his name? No. No. I was looking, actually looking for that when I pulled okay. this up. So, yeah, Bonds actually is number one at 762. Hollywood, you got to uh, El- guess? Albert, Albert Pujols, I know, is one of them, isn't he? Hold on, B. I'm Jesus. sorry. Um, <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> I know Pujols over 500. Yeah, Pujols is number five at 662. Yeah. And who else is it? Um, Manny Ramirez? Nope. No, no. Um, now just shut your goddamn pie hole. Mark McGuire? Is he 500? No, actually, he's not on this list. Wow. He's not? No. Wow. Neither Mark nor Sammy Sosa is. Hmm. Wow, okay. So to round it out, so we got Barry Bonds at 762, Hank Aaron at 755. Hank, wow. Gosh, Hank Aaron. Well, I mean, gosh, how do we not think of that Frank one? Frank Robinson, too? No, Babe Root at 714. Hey. And actually, this one's kind of surprised me. I didn't realize this, but A-Rod is actually 696. I hate yes, A-Rod. A-Rod. Yeah, he's just... A-Rod. Dick. He's I'm not a fan of A-Rod. I don't know why. My baby. Mm, he's such a. Uh, you think he's missing J Lo right now? Ain't hey, no Listen, doubt. Ben, he was, ben hitting, he, he, was hitting, he was hitting on and off the field, baby. <laughs> I'm not a fan of him, man. Ben Affleck, he getting all that giblet. Yeah, yeah, but he was slinging that rod for a minute. You know what I mean? A Rod was getting it in, but hey, you know Ben Affleck, like she know where to come back home to Sugar Dad. Man, I'm not with that. Right? <laughs> he on the boat patting that ass. <laughs> Hey, hey, Rod, look at this butt cheek. Hell yeah. Oh, God. Gorgeous. 51 years old. Beautiful. 
All right, y'all. So it's about that time. So fives of the week this week, we're going to discuss dealing with loss. So this could pertain to uh, death or a loss of a family member, friend, a relationship, a job, or a ball game. And uh, way way ones deal with it. You know what I mean? So uh, different perspectives. This should be a really, really good conversation. I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, Grandmaster B, if you don't mind doing the honors, I would like to let you go first this week. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Um, yeah, I mean, so this is going to be one of those episodes that we're going to kind of dial it down and take it a little bit more serious, which we've discussed in the past uh, that we probably need to do something that could be helpful for a lot of people. So I'm um, dealing with loss. Um, recently, uh, you know, I lost a father. Uh, my wife lost both her parents in the last couple of years, and. Um, so one of the things that I really, truly, in my heart, thought was important, um, and it's always been something that I've always believed in, was God, uh, faith, prayer. Um, it all starts with that, man. You know, for me, uh, family, friends, support. Um, how do you navigate through difficult times? You know, it's it's a very difficult thing when you lose somebody as special as your father, and in my wife's case, a mother and a father. Um, it's a tough time in your life, man. Uh, you know, it's a season in your life with, um, struggles, you know, how you, how you get through this. And, um, you know, it still quite hasn't hit me. It, it happens from time to time. Um, you know, I grew up idolizing my dad and it was tough, you know, so it was very tough for me to have to, um, deal with that. And, you know, I just found through, you know, talking to God and, and believing in a, you know, and just praying and, and, you know, w- you know, finding people that were wisdom enriched, you know, people that can help me, you know, talk about it, you know, that's an important part of that. So, um, yeah, it's a difficult thing for me, as you can tell still, but, um, it was hard and it still is. Yeah. And I know there's <clears throat> people out there that deal with it too, all the time. No, that's a, that's an excellent one. I think, uh, faith plays a big role in that for sure. So that's, that's definitely a great pick. Uh, just James. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm probably going to be, I'm going to be completely transparent here. So I lost my father two, three years ago now. He actually died, uh, this month, three years ago on the 21st. Sorry about that, James. Um, appreciate it, man. Um, so when, when, when Philly brought up the topic with me at first, um, I basically just tried to figure out like five different ways that I dealt with it. And I had to come to the conclusion that the first thing that I did to be completely transparent was uh, denial. Um, because, well, first off, I mean, I was having dreams. I think I told Grandmaster B this on a different phone conversation, but I was having dreams. Long, I, f- I found out he was sick uh, eventually. And so then, you know, it set in that it, he was going to pass away. But long before that, I was having dreams about losing my dad. Just random dreams about, wake, you know, my dad dying. Um, which is crazy. I don't know where it came from, but my dad was such a strong uh, role model in my life and, and my best friend. Uh, I was trying to, in a weird way, mentally prepare myself for him dying after I was having these dreams. And he wasn't even sick. This was just random. And I was trying to sort of act like in my mind, what would it be like if he passed away? And then when it did happen, uh, yeah, my, my first step, I guess, or my, my defense mechanism was to deny that it happened. And, uh, I started kind of going to these weird places in my mind where he would be 
far away at a beach somewhere or just out of reach. Like I couldn't call him. Maybe he didn't have service or um, just wasn't reachable, but he was still around. And uh, that was that was the first way that I, I remember dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it hits home because I understand. I totally understand with uh, the loss of pops. And I think B could attest to that. Um, denial is, is a real thing. I think a lot of people deal with that. Um, Hollywood, go ahead and uh, circle it around. I love your inner heart, James. That's very uh, special how you talk about your pops. And I didn't even know the man. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's heart-touching. Uh, well, uh, let me knock this one out because it ain't easy. Um, growing up, I've lost a lot of family members. Aunts, uncles. Cancers took them out. I watched them die. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to talk about. There's a lot of emotion that goes into thinking about how you want to summarize your true inner feelings about losing people, man. It um, yeah. took everything for me not to shed a tear by talking about this, and I still got more to go. And, um, you know, with Hollywood's um, situation, I know it's going to be a difficult thing to discuss. And he and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, sitting down, because there was questions that I felt the time was now, because I've known this gentleman for a better part of 30 years, and I just wanted to have some answers that I never knew. And I'm pretty sure he's going to talk about his his brother Scott, um, who he's very close to. So, in uh, Hollywood, you're ready, man. The mic is all you, my friend. Strong up. I know he can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, losing them people, and then you know the heart heartbreak, of my brother. Uh, that's tough. Every day denial, loss. There's anger. I mean, there's a lot of things, mad. man. You yeah. know, I was uh, mad at God, uh, myself, my cousin, and it was just something stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish we could take it back. But uh, I go see him. I talk to him. That heals me. Uh, my best friend. And I can't talk to him no more. But he's my rock. He gives me strength because he wants me to go on. And he tells me, I'm okay. And I believe that. And uh, I'm a strong dude. And I protect my brother's name. There was bad things said about him. That uh, I was almost going to go to Vegas and go to this dude's front door and confront him because of what he said about my brother. And I take his death very serious. Um, and with that heartache, a piece of you dies. I know a piece of me did. So the piece that's left, I try to rebuild that because I know he'd want that. And I remember all the good memories, and I haven't cried in a long time because I had no more tears. 
And I knew this one was going to be hard. And I didn't want to do it. But I did. Because uh, that was my homie, man. And uh, he was 18 months older than me. And, uh, you know, you heal over time. And, uh, you know, I just seen what my family went through. You know, in their eyes, you know, the pain, the holidays. And, you know, like I get, you know, Master B, I know, knew his dad for a very long time. Good man. And I know how the holidays are going to be for them. You know what I mean? It's not easy. Yeah. You know, I'm here 16 years later, 17 years later without my brother. And things are easier. But holidays are tough. And, and I know what they're going to go through. And, and other people. And James you And, you know, Dad, I, I don't know what it's like to lose my parents. They're still here. But it's going to come. Yeah. And But a sibling and people say, well, you know, you got other brothers. No, no, you don't understand. It's not because I have other brothers. It doesn't make it easier. I love all my brothers. Yeah. My sister. Right. Doesn't replace yes. doesn't replace a person. You know, my wife dealt with this with losing her, her last parent here recently. And um holidays are different. Mother's Day's different. Father's Day's different. Thanksgiving's different. Every every event that you got used to with family is different now. Yeah. And you know, I people that I talk to, I have a friend of mine who's mother's not doing well right now i say spend as much time you always hear people say that when your kids are little spend time with your kids because they're going to grow up fast but i'll tell you this spend as much time with your parents or people that you're very close to because you never know and it's so important that you do that because you'll never get that time back right right and if you're mad at somebody or things aren't working out in a relationship come to a conclusion that it's not worth fighting over Make amends with these people because you don't want to take that, you know, burden with you if something was to happen and be angry and left it out there for never to be fixed. It's very important. That's why I say it's, um, and, and Hollywood, I commend you because this was a very, very difficult thing for you to do 16 years ago. Yeah. And it still is fresh. It still hurts you. And it still hurts me that I can't still understand you know, that I won't have a dad, you know, and it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, man. And it's... I, you know, I think a lot of people, James, at work that seen me have a lot of my hard times. Yeah. And they watched me go through hard, hard times at work. I, mm. I mean, and when I tell you that, I mean, there was things that I even went, I got violent with other employees because I wanted you to feel my pain. When you wanted to look at me and you're smiling, it's not your fault. But I wasn't happy. And I mm. wanted to take that smile off your face because I wanted you to feel my pain. Right. And you, that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. And uh, yeah. I got through all that. And a woman helped me. And I love her to this day. And I call her mom. And she was, a, she was one of the first ladies that came there to my mom and dad's house. Hollywood, I remember you a couple weeks ago. You and I had a pretty in-depth conversation about you actually going to talk to uh, you went to a church, yes, and you were you were losing it. You were just oh, yeah. you know the lady recognized you walking in the church that you needed somebody to talk mm -hmm. to, and you went and talked to a, a priest or a pastor, Sister or something Mary. Like that. Sister and Mary, and there there was like a weight lifted off your shoulder because you needed to let this out. Yes. You needed to you, somebody needed to hear you, 
And that that from that day on forward, you felt that that really helped you to yes. this point. Yes. So that's that's pretty special. Sister Mary, stuff, I, I think. thank Sister Mary, Father Ron, yeah, and all my friends and everything. And and you know, I'm just glad to get this out. Um, I give you a lot of credit, yes, man, because I know too. that was a tough one for you to talk about. And we still got more to yes. go, but um, I mean. Yeah. We love you, man. We know that you're a strong you dude, too, and, and you're right there. We're right there to support you on any of this stuff. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, man. We love you, buddy. For real. Thank That's... You, man. Yeah. Yeah, Uncle, like when appreciate we talked it. the other day, you know, we sat and talked for a good hour, hour and a half on the yeah. phone, and, you know, you were venting to me about this whole situation, and um, it hit home because it made me realize I have, you know, three other brothers. Yes, yes. Four. You know, I consider four of them, even though, you know, I don't talk to one of them as often as I like to. Right. Um, but I love those guys, and I would be devastated no matter which one it was because I have my own unique relationship with my brothers. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? And it <clears throat> doesn't matter, like, if any of them, God forbid, were to pass away, I would be heartbroken. And that's why, I, you know, I'm able to level with that, and I totally understand. And, um, you know, it goes back to losing one of my best friends and Josh. Yes, absolutely. It was like losing a brother. Yes. Um, that, that devastation that came over me. Um, I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Pops, obviously, um, that's the only thing I can compare it to. But, uh, for me, my first pick is understanding and clarifying the reasons for a particular loss. Um, I feel like knowledge is power and finding the reasons and knowing the details on how said loss came about in some ways, it kind of puts your mind at ease. Yeah. Um, you know, with my grandfather, it was kind of like a, a slow burn, right? Grandmaster B. It was kind of like a, um, yeah, you knew what was coming, unfortunately. And, uh, that's why, you know, I tried to go there and spend as much time as I could and try to, you know, have a smile or crack a joke or do what I could to just kind of, um, soak it in. Um, it helps you make wiser choices for yourself and loved ones around you, um, whether it be healthier living, you know, staying away from hard drugs or particular people who always, you know, seem to bring out the stress in you and not the best in you. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, every loss, you know, you could turn it into a lesson, as we spoke about before, is, is a great way to gain perspective and clarity in uh, easing some of that pain and, and dealing with the emotional strain I've found. Um, the first question is always why. Why does this happen? Why does it have to be me? Why am I going through this? You know what I mean? Um, and I think the sooner you identify those things, I think the better off you'll be long-term. Um, it's not easy. You know, I remember painting my basement and it was after my relationship ended and, you know, I haven't talked to anybody in days, you know, and I'm just sitting there painting away, painting away, feeling productive. And all of a sudden I just break down and cry. And that's okay. Cause I feel like I don't have, you know, some of the, the two people pretty much my closest friend and, and, and my grandfather who was always there for me, it was like my safe haven. You know, I could go there and, and spend time with him and he would always make me feel better. And I, that, that'll never be duplicated in my yes. life. You know what I mean? Knowing that the finality of that is very, very difficult, but yeah. I did find that the, uh, the more you find understanding and, and you clarify those thoughts after, you know, the pain and suffering kind of, uh, you get through those initial, initial pain. I think it, it's a little little bit easier. Yeah. It yeah. gets there. It's healing. You got to heal slowly. And don't ever let anyone tell you. You take five forward and maybe eight back sometimes, and it's okay. You know what I mean? Um, things will never be the same, but they do get better as you heal, and you never forget, and you remember all the good memories. Yeah. And that's what makes you strive and makes you go. 
because that's what they want you to do. And they're always there listening. And I believe that in my heart. And you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I wear my family, you know what I'm saying? Not just my brother, but my family on my heart. My aunts, they all come, they know, they come to me out of all my brothers and sisters. Why? Because they can talk, they can relate. I'm real. I talk to them. I call them up. How you doing? My uncle today. Hey, what's up, dude? I love you, man. Thanks for hooking me up. Hey, I'll do it for you. You're my uncle. That's what it is, man. You know what I mean? Something you want to play? Eh, you know, I can't. No, I want to call. Hey, how you doing? You need something? Need some money? Whatever you need. Need right. help? Yeah. That's what we do. And, you know, I watched my uncle go through a hard time, lose his babe, his best babe in the world. And now, talking to him now, he sounds a little bit better and more. Yeah, he's coming he, around. Yes, he's coming yeah. around. And it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we all get there. And, like I said, we got a great cast here. You guys get me through. And it's a joy. I love all you guys, man. And this is what it's about. Yeah. And this is the side that these people and these women and men that are listening to us, you get to see the real. This is uncut. And I love it. Yeah, I mean. I wish I was there to hug you, man. Oh, man. I know you are. You know, and this, and it's really, this is really great dialogue. And, and, you know, going into my next one here, it's, um, you know, reflection, you know, you can have some, you know, and this is reflection in your memories. Yes. Um, we all know we're going to have to Hollywood's point, good days and bad days, but it's okay to show emotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're humans. It's okay to, for a man to cry. It's okay to console somebody that, you know, you, you think, you know, but you don't know, but if they're having a struggle with something and, you know, I, I've, I've got, you know, friends beyond here that know my situation with losing my dad um i'm you know my brother-in-law uh listened to um a podcast a couple uh, days ago and he sent me a text message um shout out to you stevie um about how just talking about his dad made him up you know it got him emotional because you know it's it's nice to reflect on some memories of somebody that you really looked up to and my father-in-law just like my dad i was very lucky man i always said this that i had two dads, you know, um, of course my real dad, but my father-in-law Lou was just as important to me. Um, you know, he, he was part of my life for over 30 years. And, uh, and, uh, it's good to look back and reflect on memories. Um, I'm going to kind of just throw this in there cause this is still in my fives, but you know, uh, passing down the lessons and the knowledge that some of these people that we may have lost or some greatness that they may have left you with in a tradition um, it's it's important to keep a legacy alive. Yes, it's yes, such an I important agree. thing to remember some of the things that you were taught by individuals, whether it was something they did special, something that they were gifted at, uh, maybe that was their wisdom. I think it's very important to continue legacy because that keeps the person alive in you. And it also keeps the person alive with other people because you can reflect and say, you know, my father-in-law could build furniture in his garage because he was so good with work. Yeah. But my dad on the other end, he was a great read of people and he could, he could almost, it was masterful how he could almost pinpoint somebody and who they were and how they were going to be by talking to him for 10 minutes. He just had a super knack to dial in on people. And I'll never forget the day I introduced my now wife to my father and he talked to her for a while and he told me he says you know son he says 
you're going to have to be careful with this one. And I'm thinking, oh boy, dad, you don't know her like I know her. He goes, no, 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 I'm not saying anything bad. He goes, she's a sensitive girl. I'm like, how do you know that? He goes, you'll find out. And, and sure as crap, it turned out that my wife is a sensitive, wears her heart on her sleeve, you know, and he called the shot. And it took me like months to figure this out because I was stupid. I wasn't understanding, you know, why she was holding back on certain things, but he knew, he knew he had some kind of a situation he just had in his, be able to judge on people, but he's a great people reader, man, one of the best. And I mean, that's one of the things I'll miss. So, you know, I'm trying to get better at that with the tradition that my dad has not to, not to judge somebody because you can't, we're, we're all easy to judge, you know, but to judge with time to reserve to to think through a process my dad was like that he never come out and judge somebody off the cuff he would never say well you know he'd just point a finger at somebody he was really reserved and he would take his time and then if i wanted opinion on something dad what do you think and it would be the father-son discussion and that's how he kind of brought me up to speed and that was something i honor and i i'm gonna miss that but you know one of a kind in my opinion so i think it's important again to um you know pass on those lessons and knowledge and traditions to keep legacy alive. Absolutely. 100%. Facts. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, I want to piggyback on that. I had that one later down on my list, but my last one was, um, telling stories, which immortalize our loved ones. Um, that's a great because, one, Just yes. James. I love that. Cause there's always yeah, stories to tell, right? Funny ones, sad ones, whatever there, there's great stories. Right. And, and I mean, it may make you sad bringing people up because in the same moment while you're talking about them, you realize that they're, they're currently not with you, but it also makes them live forever because people that never got to witness them or witness the things they do or how they were, um, sort of get a sense of how great they were. And in a way it kind of, uh, turns them into a legend sort of, you know, when you start telling these stories, you know, because everyone, you know, when they hear a story from you, they're seeing their own, what their own imagination is creating. Um, but it's cool that you're kind of leading with how you remember this person or people and, um, the way that they affected you is, is sort of being translated now into a story and, and you're, you're spewing that out into the world in a, in a different way and the way they receive it, but it just keeps, it keeps those people alive. And I think that that's a real healthy way of dealing with, with losses by keeping them alive with stories. Awesome, James. I agree with you, Very buddy. Very awesome, buddy. Good piece. Hollywood? This is my second one? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Kind of mashing it up. I kind of <laughs> took my second and third and made it one, so that's okay. It's okay, no, that's okay. We're, we're, we're that's letting okay. loose, and I think this is a good conversation. Yes, so it shows a level of realism. It shows that, you know, we're human, too. We're big personalities, but we have feelings and emotions as well, so I think people will, will understand. Um, let's see. Being a competitor most of my life, being an athlete and a good one, losing was very tough for me. Being able to tell another person that you're better than me was tough for me. And I had to realize that that there's always going to be someone better. At a game you may play, no matter what it is. And I struggled with that when I was younger because I was like, hey, I'm the best. And dominated a lot of people until I got dominated. 
And I didn't like that. But it was what I had to take my hat off and salute and say, hey, he's just a better player than me. Let me join forces. You know what I'm saying? And loss was so tough because, you know, like anyone else, no one likes to lose. I couldn't stand losing. Losing was failure to me. And as you go and you grow and you learn and you see, there's more than, than just losing. It's how you come out of it, how you regain yourself. You know what I mean? And how you take it. I may fall today, but that doesn't mean I'm going to fall tomorrow. You know what I mean? And how I accept that. And I, I teach that on my, my kids and my kids I've coached. We don't get used to this. We don't accept losing, but we deal with it. Hey, they were just a better team today or, or a one-on sport where I fought one-on-one. I was just off today. I trained properly and everything, but he may have been a little quicker to the punch. He outscored me. I was pissed. I was mad. You know what I mean? But then look at all the achievements I got through boxing. Look at all the accomplishments I made. You know what I mean? So that was something that was hard for me growing up. Um, and I think that goes through a lot of us adolescent young losing, but it's how you lose. You know what I mean? I never liked that kid that threw his helmet down and he just, man, he's taking his bat and balls. And my brother was like that, one of my brothers. And we had to teach him, you know, the old blanket party. And, but you see today, Kids will be throwing their gloves off the mound, and, and the, the coach comes out there, and he's tossing at the coach. That's just pathetic. Yeah, you got to sometimes, Hollywood, lose to win. Yes. If that makes any sense. I mean, in a sports analogy, sometimes it's uh, it sucks. We don't yeah. like it if you're a competitive individual. Um, sometimes that loss is going to teach you some valuable lessons that's going to get you back to the winner's circle. Absolutely. And if you handle it, appropriately you can succeed and you could learn a lot from losing exactly you know especially in the sports or if it's a position or a promotion you know right um i known people that interviewed for positions that they put it all on the line they you know did powerpoint presentations they knocked it out of the park how can i not lose but yet you do lose because there's someone else that they already had in mind. They're just checking boxes to right. get this guy, make them feel good, or the people in the pool that they're going to interview for a position. And you you sit back and think, um, I'm a failure. You know, I didn't do something good enough. What am What is it about me that I can't get people to understand this inner energy I have to be the best? Exactly. So that drives you even harder. Yes. And if you're if you're good at what you do, you're going to keep pushing and you're going to keep pushing and you're going to get there. It don't matter if it's sports or it's life. Right, right. You know, you could file a bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the road. Right. How do you recover from this? Yes. What have you learned in yes. the process? What are you going to do now to better yourself? Absolutely. That's the, that is the, you know, that's what you need to start looking at. That's a home run, B, because that kind of transitions into my next one. <clears throat> and it's basically not being afraid to lose. Not yes, being afraid be. to lose in You're life. You're going to lose more than you win sometimes. You can't be afraid to lose someone. Didn't Singletary say you couldn't win with him? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's a famous saying. You, you can't know? be afraid to lose, again, a life, someone, a job, or a game. Um, you know, dialing back a little bit, I haven't been as fortunate. You know, you guys at least have a relationship with your father. Um, I have not had that luxury. 
So that's why I look strongly to my grandfather. And I, it's not woe is me. These, these are the cards I was dealt, and these are the cards I played. Mm-hmm. I was destined for failure, and I said no to defeat. I was, I was a fuck-up. That's as real as it gets. I was a complete fuck-up. I was in a jail cell at one point. And I talked about that before in a previous episode. So I'm not afraid to lose. I'll put all my cards on the table whenever happens, happens. Um, Damn right. So I'm not afraid. You know, I, I don't have the legacy that you have. I never had all that great success. I had to grind day in and day out to get better and better and better. And it, it made me who I am today. And, I, yes. and I'm totally okay with that. You know, and that's why I feel like I am the father I am. I feel like that's why I, you know, I'm successful in certain parts of life. And that's why I feel like you can never count me out. Right. Um, you know, I've been kicked in the dick so many times that you've been kicked in the dick. I feel like it, it's okay to kind of float my own boat once in a while. No, um, I mean, you if, need you need to have that reassurance, and sometimes you got to have that confidence to look in the mirror and tell yourself that. And yeah. It goes you know, back where to I'm, where I was at and where I'm at now. It goes back to if someone's on their deathbed, you know, uh, try to enjoy them, brighten their day, make them smile, spend as much time as possible, um, because pain is inevitable, man, and father time is undefeated. And instead of worrying about trying not to lose someone in a relationship, spend that time trying to make them not want to lose you. You know, uh, well said. you're full of life and enjoyment and adventure. You know, I think we all need to be checked back into that. You know what I mean? And, and just be yourself. Uh, have fun. Live in the moment. Um, don't spend time, you know, in a game or practice trying not to lose because the fastest way from point A to point B is straight to the point. It's not bullshitting around and going around and trying different things. Um, I, I feel like that's that's the quickest way to success, man. Um, I, I don't sugarcoat anything anymore. I just, you got to go for it. And there's, if someone's better than you on a particular day uh, and you gave it your all and you emptied the tank, man, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you did everything that you could, all you can do is tip your hat and move on, like you said. That's what you meant. Word up. You know, that, yes. that's just how it goes. And uh, I yeah. just believe in living in the moment. And enjoying today, you know, it'll bode well when darkness falls because you'll you'll at least know you're not afraid of it. Oh, good. Great segue. Yes, great. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, and I want to bring this up, and we're talking about maybe losing people, but let's talk about losing a job. Uh, this happened to me a few years ago, um, unexpectedly. Maybe part to my own doing because I may have said the wrong words, and now I could look back and say I probably could have changed what I said, but I don't think that was the end all of why I lost a job. I lost a job because someone didn't want to listen to me. Someone didn't want to believe in who I was, and they took the shortcut. They cut me. Basically, I was offed of what I was doing. Was I performing? Yes, at a very high level. Was I succeeding? At a very high level. But I lost my job, and I was angry. I mean, I was to the point where, you know, self-worth, I'm not good enough. Uh, you know, I don't know what I did wrong. You know, I needed somebody to talk to. I had some very close friends, uh, people that listen to this podcast and know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I had to re- regroup and refocus. Um, uh, feeling like uh, like you're, you know, you're, you know, I was on the edge, man. Like I didn't understand it. Like I was making great, great money at what I was doing, but there was some uh, discrepancies and there were some disagreements. And I knew that some of this was, you know, kind of hodgepodge behind the scenes stuff going on. And it was a political move. And I was a casualty to that. I can relate. And I was sitting there in a parking lot after I got terminated crying. How am I going to tell my wife? 
what am I going to do? I got a family. I got kids. How am I going to pay my, I just moved into my house. I got a mortgage. It just, it flatlined me, man. I was just devastated. And I'm going to go back to God, faith, and prayer because that, that kind of carried me through. And I talked to friends, family, people. My circle is very, very small for those that know me. I don't, I'm a social guy, but the people I trust is very small circle. And those are my, those are the people that I will go to. Yes. So when I was reflecting on this uh, situation, and I just had a very close friend of mine, after 25 years with the company, was called to a conference call last Friday, and he was told his job is being eliminated. Now, this guy calls me up. Sam, I know you're listening to this. If you're listening to it after this podcast is out there, you're going to respect this because he called me. I was one of only two people besides his wife he, he talked to, and he said, I need somebody to talk to. I thought something was wrong with him. I thought maybe something's wrong with him and his marriage. I didn't know what to expect. It took everything from him to say, Brian, Philly, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> here's Kudra. the deal, man. He goes, I'm being let go from my job in September. September the 10th is D-Day for me. I'm like, what are you talking about? You just moved up there. They just relocated you a few years ago. He had a great position, but they were eliminating his position. Like me, at my age, what am I going to do? What am I going to tell my wife? I, he was at a loss. And I made sure I called him every day. And I put him in touch with people immediately that I knew that I contacted. or I had people help me out with recruiters. Uh, resume makers, you name it. I gave him all the ammo. I says, you will come through. You'll make this. If anything, this is something God's doing to make it something better for you that you didn't know you had. And he believes that. And he's still going to find something great because he's a great person. He's got a very good aura about himself. He's going to succeed. I know he will. So when you lose a job, it's not just losing people. It could be losing in a position. It could be losing a job. Right, right. It's hard to get through that, man. And you struggle with that. And <laughs> and sometimes, you know, God is good, man. You, you'll you find that some things, it'll just sometimes work out for the better in the end. Yeah, absolutely. You think it's the end of the road, but it's truly not. It's, it's really how not. you get back up. Sometimes the end of the period. road is a is a new beginning. That's you know right. I mean, um, I was in that position where I felt like I was the better man. You know, the the numbers proved it, but for whatever reason, it they didn't, had a different didn't go agenda. my way. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go, go your way. way. You and know, what are you to do? Can you sit there and feel sorry for yourself? Yeah, for a short amount of time. Yeah, you but if you let it linger, party. if you let it linger too long, then it it becomes, you know, irrelevant. And it becomes a detriment to you even more. All right, Judge James, go ahead. You're on the clock. All right, so I guess I'm kind of. I'll piggyback a little bit off of that. Not about losing a job or whatever, but um, another way of dealing with loss is kind of like buckling down in the moment and um, staying busy. Uh, I remember specifically like my dad never paid off the house that we had. So when I came back to Michigan to be with my mom, my mom had a lot of paperwork and, and things that with the house that she had to get in order. And it's like you're dealing with you lost your husband the father of your kid and and you know it's like you don't even have time to mourn so one of the things i realized i remember i told her specifically you know i was like you can cry later you know what i mean like we have to do this now cry later and i wasn't trying to put off the fact that she was sad or that you know 
um, that I wasn't trying to be insensitive either. It's like, I just lost my dad too. But sometimes when you're in the moment, what helps you is, is staying busy and buckling down, doing what you need to do in that exact moment, yeah. you know, and, and taking care of business because you don't want to have too much on your plate at once when you're dealing with loss, no matter what it is. Just like if you lose a job, it's like, like you just said, are you going to sit there? How long are you going to sit there and feel sorry for yourself before you get back on that horse and try to figure out what you're going to do? So even with losing my dad, we had all this shit we had to figure out and it was mostly literally my mom basically putting everything on her shoulders and, and having to figure it out on your own. And I tried to be there as much as I could in that little pocket of time that I had before I was even going back to work. I didn't even stay for the funeral. So I, and people were like, Oh, you don't want to take some time, time off for, for work. You know, when I got back to my job and there, and I'm like, why? So I can sit at home by myself and think about my dad. You know, I, I want to go to work. I want to be around people. I want to be doing something. Um, which maybe is a is another form of kind of like not uh, accepting it, but I think it's deeper than that. I think it's just you don't you don't want too much time to to think about what's going on. You want to kind of keep going and and until you're ready, you know, to really face it full. Yeah, and I think that's important too. Staying busy is a crucial part of it. Oh, absolutely. You, you I know, agree. I have something on my list that's going to pertain to that, but as well, you have to continue on and 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 staying active and, and engaged and stuff like that. Because if you take too much time, um, and you get lonely and de- you know oh, yeah. depression can yes, start to yes. settle in, all kinds yeah. of things can happen. So, mm-hmm. um, I feel like to your point, that's unfortunately life doesn't stop for anybody no no you know the the hands of time keep turning they keep winding man and um like you said that's why your last one was was so good because honoring them and, and you know what i mean and uh not to jump ahead hollywood i'm gonna let you no, go ahead no, no. before i get too far ahead of myself but go ahead with uh your third one great choice uh just james yeah james that, that was great that was great um thanks i'm gonna say a relationship that goes bad. Uh, the loss of a relationship. Um, you know, I was married at one time. You know, my decision to leave. Divorce. But, you know, I lost my house. You know, I gave everything to, to her. You know, I lost the times of, you know, sitting there with my kids on the floor. You know what I mean? Being in that same house, waking up, knowing my babies were there, you know, having that loss, you know, going back to my parents' house, I have to stay there, you know, after leaving there, you know, years and years prior. Um, Just the, the loss of, you know, going on with, with that stuff like that, and I gave up everything, you know. Um, You felt like you kind of, you lost yourself a little bit, you know, and that was one of the hardest things to deal with um, besides the actual, you know, divorce itself, what I lost in that. But it's only material things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I've gotten them back in a different way. Not all them, but, uh, you know, I look at it like, you know, even with going through this COVID thing, you know, it's like Mike was saying, you know, too much time on your hands. You think your, your mind intends to, to wander. And I believe that's everybody. Well, you know, you have to dig and grind, you know, find your way, 
that nothing is just going to be given to you. You know what I'm saying? Through loss, you will get gains. You know what I mean? It's just on how bad are you going to go get it? You know what I mean? But uh, mm. breakups and, and whether it's divorces and all that, it's never an easy thing. No. You know what I mean? And a lot of us can relate to that. And, and, and our viewers, you know, uh, who've been through, you know, good relationships, bad relationships, long terms, you know, it's never easy. You know what I mean? But we find a way to get through it. You know what I mean? One way or another. Yeah. No, that's a great one, man. Would we agree on that? I agree. I agree. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yep. But uh, my third one is honor. Um, we kind of, Grandmaster B and uh, Judge James alluded to that earlier. Uh, to keep someone's memory alive is to honor them any chance you get. Uh, for instance, it could be a candle. You know, a candle I'm with my right grandfather's. Right there with you on my next one. Nice. So we'll mosh yeah. this. You know, okay, we'll, we'll do this it together. Sure. Um, you know, his his face and his, you know, uh, just that picture just brings me joy. It makes me smile. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it keeps that memory, the positive memory alive. Shining light. Um, going to see his memorial or um, like I had recently got a tattoo for, for Pops and my best friend. I'm going to get one actually for my great grandmother soon too. Um, Sandwich? Pancake <laughs> 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 bite? <laughs> uh, pictures, uh, like for Josh, the Holiday Bowl. Um, you know how hard that was last year to, to, to go on with that without him, something, a tradition that we made. And, uh, you know, Hollywood's son, Mateo, actually took that torch, and we're going to carry that on moving forward. But it was hard that entire time. You know, I wasn't even focused on playing the game. I was thinking about my best friend being gone and, I'm going through this thing without him, but um, it, it was it was a good thing in a way because you know, okay, we started this thing. Let, let's continue to do this. Let's let's do this as long as we can because as long as this goes on, your memory is living on. Absolutely, man. So the we memorial. get together, yeah, with a group of friends, and you know, we play a football game once a year, and it's it's amazing. I have a trophy that I haven't won in like five fucking years, but it's it's great. <laughs> that's <laughs> pissing I mean, you off. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. And he's smiling down, laughing his fucking ass off at me. So you know, parties, get-togethers, uh, all those different ways you can celebrate and create new memories um, to keep spirits up and alive. I feel like is very very important. I, I agree with that, Philly. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna just ride on your coattails because, like you said pictures something special they had you keep yeah you know as a keepsake um you know my dad was a vietnam veteran and i'm honored to have his dog tags you know that's something you know my dad had hanging with his uniform for years but i told my mom i says if as the only you know the son i want them i would like to get that framed very proud of him so i wanted you know something special and it's not the only thing i have to commemorate him uh, but there's something, you know, that we need to have that's special that either a person had or that they did that you want to continue to uh, honor them. Like you said, it could be the candle, it could be the picture, it could be a little memorial you set up. That's so important that you have something to reflect on every time you walk by it. It reminds you of that person. That's that's powerful stuff, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you for know? sure. So, I mean, we're right there on the same page. Awesome. Just James? All right, so my next one, actually, Philly, you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, um, but basically sort of, uh, I think you, you kind of said understanding why or how someone left um, kind of gives you a little bit of closure. Um, for me, sort of just, you said knowledge is power, and that stood out to me because one of the things that helps me deal with it also is just a, a grand understanding of life itself and how it works. and um, 
I remember saying something to my dad because when he told me he was sick, um, you know, and, and I knew that he was going to, he didn't have uh, much, you know, it was almost like a clock, you know, we're all on a clock, but his clock got shortened. And um, I remember him saying, you know, well, we had 29 years, you know, we had 29 years. I only had eight for my dad. We had 29 years. And, you know, sort selfishly, I was like, well, we still have more to do, you know. But I think what he was trying to say is that sometimes you don't, you don't get to pick and choose um, how long you get to be around people you love. We're all on borrowed time, and we all owe that time back to God or whatever you believe. We, we owe a debt, and um, we don't get to pick and choose how, how long we have with each other or to experience each other. And he was trying to let me know that it was more of a positive than it was a negative, that it could have been worse. Some people don't even have time with their parents or siblings or friends. Um, And that we really just need to hone in on the time that we did spend together. And when I had an acceptance of that and sort of like an epiphany of just how this is the world, you know, we, everyone that's on this planet now, we have a certain amount of time on it and we're lucky to have that time to be in, in, in this time and space. And before we know it, we will all move on and other generations will inherit the earth in the same space. And it will be their time to do with it what, what they have. And they have to choose um, how they look at life and how they look at things and how they treat people for as long as they're here. And, and it's either going to be a blessing to them or a curse. And I look at my time here and the people that I've had with um, as a blessing. Absolutely, man. That's yeah. good stuff, dude. That is, man. That's hey, really James, deep. Uh, th- that's, I got a question. So I know how much you, you love your father. What is something that you feel like, without a doubt, you take after your father? Is there something, is there something that you just say, that's, that's my dad? That's who I am? This, is there a part of you that is like him in some ways? <laughs> my mom would definitely say it's his sense of humor, for sure. Okay. Um, just saying, yeah, like giving people a hard time, giving people a hard time uh, in a way that makes everybody laugh, including the person I'm giving a hard time. So or the like personality I, traits? Yeah, personality. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll, like, I'll That's throw, cool. Like, if you, if you took something against me or you said something against me, I will find a way that you will do that same thing that you called me out on. So I'll, I'll kind of throw it back at you in a way. And he used to do so that. So the payback the is a bitch with you. If you I mean, if I mess with you too much, yeah, you're kind of like uh, going up and going to the bathroom like you did last week. <laughs> Fucking doing laundry, getting food and shit. <laughs> Yeah. I got hey, DoorDash. I got Grubhub here, man. I got Smash Burger. Hey, James, I'm over here talking. I don't care. I'm eating. Dude, I had like two loads of laundry ready for you as soon as yeah, you started. Did. <laughs> so I felt the wrath of your dad coming through you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's it's awesome. Probably that. It's probably that. That's sweet, man. All right. So, yeah. uh, Hollywood, go ahead and swing it around, man. This is number four, right? Yeah. Um,. Losing power, man, to your home. What? You know what I mean? Like DTE power? Like yeah, losing the power to your home. That's dealing with loss. Yeah, dealing with loss. Yeah, how, how I lost my power, man. Wait, wait to light it got, up, Hollywood. Got to generate a bell. I, I ain't got no lights, man. man. Now, it went from real deep <laughs> to shallow. 
You know what I'm saying? I know Tom. I, you know, hey. The fuck? I got a lot of meat in that fridge, man. I ain't got no power, man. Man, I'm getting rid of these steaks pissing me oh, off, fuck man. I love you, man. Oh, fuck. You dude. know what I'm saying, man? I can't watch my ESPN, man. Yes. Dude, that's, you know. Oh, yeah. I can't stand it. In my opinion, it. that sucked. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the power looks like it's not going to be turned on for another 12 hours. Dude, now I'm really pissed off. It sucks, though. It really does. Yeah. No you alarm clock. That, uh, that blackout that we all Yes, had? dude. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I do. That was wild, man. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to cry more tears over that than in the beginning of this segment, honestly. Because <laughs> I'm laughing now and I'm tearing up. I mean... You're dealing with loss. I lost power. Yeah. You know? That's that's the worst, especially if you got to throw all your food out. I oh, mean, man. I oh. remember when it was the blackout, and I'm sitting on my porch, and you're waiting for a vehicle. Like, you just don't know. And it's my buddy's dad. He comes down, and he's got this spotlight. You guys got any power? No. The whole box black. Yeah. Well, I got the guns in the back. We're all ready in case some shit's ready to go down. And I remember my brother lived across the street, and he's got zero power. And he's got a, he just got a shitload of meat and everything like that. He's like, I don't know. He ended up throwing all that. He probably had 300 and some dollars, him and Mike. That sucks. I remember uh, my son was was real young, and I was was staying at my mom's for the weekend, and he was so young. He didn't understand what the hell was going on. Right, yeah. He's like, Dad, let's go. We, I was able to watch a, a video in my car at the time. You know what I mean? So we went in there, we watched a movie, and then we had to go back in. He's all wound up and shit. I'm trying to get him to calm down. But we, we had actually had a really good night. I'm pretty sure we talk about this time to kinda time. Kind of felt Amish there for a little bit, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. You got to know what it's like to go without, man. And that you was kinda, in the summertime. Hey, got no we got no, no power. hot than a motherfucker, oh, man. You know? Central A, we ain't yeah, got no I power, think I burned a whole, whole case of gas then, or a whole tank of gas that night, man, and everything. But, uh, you know, it was a memory. You know what yes, I'm saying? It, it, yeah. I mean, I'll never forget it. You know, taking the light from you and going to dark made you wake up and really realize that shit could get bad that quick. We fainted the black, don't we? <laughs> I think that your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. yeah. You know he's going to loosen back up sooner or later, so. Oh, yeah. Dude, I love this guy for that. I love it, dude. Fucking That's Halloween, legit, Godfather. It, yeah, it yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it, dude. I oh, love people, it. people are are chalking their calendar for the Halloween episode. Oh, you man, know. it's going to be good. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> my round four is uh, is taking time for yourself. Uh, I think everybody grieves differently, uh, but for me at certain times, I need to disconnect, you know what I mean, to get myself together, gather my thoughts, um, just, just kind of... Uh, re-engaging what's going on. Sometimes you need to cry it out, you know what I mean? Let those emotions, let them go. Um, sometimes you want to have that conversation with somebody. Sometimes you don't want to have a conversation with somebody. You know what I mean? They're taking it to a whole other place where you don't even want to deal with right now. And you can't understand them. I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. You don't want to deal with the bullshit. You know, you don't want to deal with uh, someone, you know, talking about themselves or, you know, trying to talk about what they did this weekend. Like, sometimes you just, it's important just to dial it back and take that time and reevaluate, you know, structure your shit to where 
when you're ready, you're ready. You know when you're able to get back out in society, do things, talk to people, go about your business. Come and, out of that shell, man. Yeah, sometimes you just you gotta I don't know. get a spider wide two banana, man. For you me, gotta come I need to field. take my time to myself. So yeah, I'm with you, right. Philly. I know that feeling. I'm not joking. I know that feeling. Sometimes you just gotta lace them back up and get out there again. It's important, man. It's important just to kind of disconnect for a second. Word. Nothing wrong with that. Word up. Word up. But you um, gotta have that power to disconnect and replug right, it back DT, in. Right, DT, man, throw it out that motherfucking steaks, man. Go ahead, B. You know what I'm saying? I, I got nothing left, man. I I smashed through my five and mashed them all into one. So I think uh, you took three out of five of mine. So uh, well, we shared two, so that makes it five. So he did three on the we're one. We're going episode. back to Hollywood. <laughs> Oh, you're just going to skip oh, over yeah. me, Oh, huh? wait a minute, James. I got to go to the bathroom. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Just James in the house. It's up to you now, big fella. I'm sorry about that. No, it's all good. It's all good. We're just talking about, you know, it's not a sensitive subject or anything. Uh, no, um, actually, it's, I think, I think you were talking about this earlier, probably picked this one already, but um, my last one is just talking about it, like sharing your feelings with other people around you. Um, I know we already touched on like telling stories and stuff like that, but um, I think just having an ear, not even somebody to tell you anything back, but just someone to listen to you. And I found that especially if you talk to people about losing someone and they also knew that person, it helps a right. lot. It really Absolutely. helps a lot. Yeah, because they felt that loss too. So... Just, you know, I, I remember specifically, actually, um, when I lost my dad, Josh, right. who's no longer with us, and Philly um, were with me, and, and them ju they just came there. They just came right away. It was like the same day he passed away, they drove an hour to see me and hung out with me, and they were, th they were just there. It wasn't about talking to me or saying anything back or adding any um, life lessons or... Right, right. You know, they, they didn't they didn't try to explain how I should feel. They just listened to me and that, that really helped uh tremendously. Yeah. I agree. Okay, this is a very good one. Oh, let me get a sip of this real quick. I can't wait, dude. I just I wanna hear about I, I don't know if it's loss at, like losing gas. Oh James, I wish <laughs> Breaking wind, man. Breaking wind. No, this was a very good one. I think that we can all relate. What is it? When your uh, pool leaks and you lose your water. Yeah. Uh, losing yourself. You. I tell you all about it. You know, sometimes you lose yourself, and you have to always remember one thing: you have to come back to common ground. You have to love you before you can love anybody else, and to. to spawn out and help anyone else you have to get a hold of yourself and re you know like mike was saying regroup and everything like that there's times you have to take for you you know you are the number one you are the most important one you know what i'm saying you can't take care of nothing if you're not here that's so, true though very true you know what i'm saying so there's at times we've we've lost ourselves and we got to come back to you know the the basics you know Fundamentals. The <laughs> fundamentals. Brian's with the There's a fundamental for you. Everybody's gonna know us by a first name basis before it's all said and done. Go, I go by the name of Sadil or Zeph. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck Graham has to be introduced himself as earlier, but what do you mean? 
mean, man? That's Buford T. <laughs> Justice of the Law. <laughs> no, that's a good point, Hollywood. And um, honestly, uh, one of my ways to deal with loss uh, I found success in is actually working out. This is really Ooh. weird, but Judge James actually reassured yes. me on this earlier this week when we talked. And uh, easy thing to do is to dive in, fall in a long slump of depression and guilt, thinking of what if, what if I'd done this, what if I'd done that. Um, it, it can, uh, you know, end in endless binge drinking drugs or non-healthy eating. You know what I mean? True. Hollywood, we've had these conversations. Yes, yes. B, we've had these conversations. I found great success in channeling that rage, anger, sadness, and pain into something positive. I've actually gotten into some of the best shape of my life in a previous relationship where we broke up. You know, we get out there, and then uh, all of a sudden, la bougie, right? Um, you know, you start, you start just doing your thing, and, and, and I got you know, a whole lot of cookies. You know what I'm saying, man? And consistency is key, you know, and it, and it, um, it helps those bad days. You know what I'm saying? Even on the bad days where you're feeling a little off, but you go to the gym or you get a pump in. Before you know it, you feel better. You're thinking clear. You look better, and it just makes things a little bit easier. It makes it, it makes it easier to cope. Yeah, like that lady. Yeah. She lost by calling you that shit. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. it makes you sleep. Damn you me. sleep better too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, actually, you know, that's a good point, and that's something um, recently I've gotten away from. I need to figure out a way to get better sleep because that that plays a big factor That'll in your overall health as well. Absolutely. Yeah. How much yeah. weight did you yeah. lose? Uh, twenty three pounds. I've got bigger titties than you did. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, facts. <laughs> so that rounds out the top five. A little bit of everything there, gentlemen. I, I appreciate you guys, you know, airing it all out out here, man. Oh, I man, think that's, that's great. That's one of the best, yeah. I think, fives we've done so far. <laughs> all right, so it's time for the who said it. All right, so uh, let's, let's flip it the other way. Hollywood, go ahead with your quote, and uh, each of us will try to guess. Give a hint as we go. As you go. Okay. For me, it's always been about preparation, and the more prepared I can be each week, the less pressure I feel and more confident in me. Can we get a hint on this? NFL. Damn, I was going to say NBA, too. I thought I was a basketball player. One more time, Hollywood. Sanford's son. No. <laughs> Fred G. <laughs> For me, it's always been about preparation. And the more prepared I can be each week, the less pressure I feel and more confident I am and can be. It was Tom athlete. Brady. NFL. Position. Quarterback. Tom Brady. That's the obvious pick, but no, I got to go deeper. Peyton um, Manning. Nice pick. That's a nice pick, but no. Mm, Matt Stafford. No, fucking no, no, no. Stafford. No. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that was going to be my next pick. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Green okay. Bay. Okay. All right, Josh James, you're up. He's such a. You know what? I just realized, man, I'm picking these dudes that <clears throat> you guys would never even know. So it's kind of unfair. But at least why this change your style? Gonna... Faith Hill. <laughs> Faith Hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Park. Uh, Bert Baccarat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
shit. Isaac all Ismail. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Listen up, fellas. All right, see Go if ahead. you can get this one. It's Go gonna be on the tip of your tongues. All right, you guys are gonna know exactly who it is once I get the quote out. Okay. All right. Uh, disagreement is not oppression. Argument is not assault. Words, even provocative or repugnant ones, are not violence. The answer to speech we do not like is more speech. Oh my God, he's so deep. Morgan Freeman. It's where, a good one. Where's it from? It's a good one. He's from the UK. The UK. The, uh, Can you picture Gordon Ozzy fucking Ramsey? <laughs> Is he an actor? Should, what what, what are they doing? Quote. No, he's uh he's actually a um he's a political commentator. Political commentator. Oh, uh, Morgan. Uh... Morgan Stanley. No, that's that's the. Uh, no. Oh wait, I, I think it's. That's uh, the firm. Hold on. If you are a horse, they shoot you. Simon Cowell. <laughs> no. He's a. That's politi- a good one though. Is it Jordan Peterson again? Nah, he's from Canada. Ah, oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> Is it fucking Aussie? I, dude, I wish I would. I wish I could do the Aussie voice so I could have read this quote as Aussie and see how many words I could have kept intact. I think no, you know what? It's funny. Too much I knew you guys wouldn't get this one, but I really like this quote. So, um, just because we do have an attack on on uh, words and disagreeing with people. Is he a? So pol- like, he's not a political figure though. Uh, not a political figure, just a political commentator, and he's written uh, a few books on um, sort of like the state of of, of where we're at today. Oh, I actually think you guys would like him. What the hell's his name? Is he the one that makes the movies? Uh, that bigger dude. No, but he's been on. He's been on. Uh, he's been on MSNBC and, and Fox News and CNN. So the one that made talk to talk about 9/11 and all that stuff. What's that guy's name? Uh, with the glass, the bigger guy. He comes out with them, them books and all that, and they're all against him. You're not talking about Chris Christie, are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, James. Now, I'm tapping uh, out on this one. Mr. You make it so difficult. Mr. Christie hangs down here in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, man. I get, Listen, I'm going to switch it up next time. Next time, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking pick a football player, but... uh. <laughs> this time it's uh it, it's douglas it's douglas murray so remember that name if you guys like uh learning about you know some of the shit that's going on in the political climate look up douglas murray didn't you have douglas murray down for something else before another episode or no i don't think so i don't okay. think so he he's sort of along the line of a jordan peterson but he's from the that's uk the guy actually he's yeah, he's uh he's he is sort of like pushed in a conservative box. They like to say he's a conservative, but actually he has a really weird take on he's actually a, a gay dude. Ooh, and wow. um but he's not um he's not really it, it's just weird. He has a very interesting take on being gay. He's not like a he he doesn't know what it is, he doesn't know why, and he's not like flamboyant or pushy about it. He just kinda is what it is. And so you um, say like he's got a little sugar in him. I really respect the fact that he doesn't push it on us. He doesn't care. Are you, he allows us to be ourselves. Are you kidding? Right, right. Hey. All right, Grandmaster B. Well, well, let's see. Um, let me find my quote here. Of course, you catch me off guard as usual. 
Oh, you um, quit being the human yeah, job for about two know. seconds. He's got to sort through his papers there. All right, here How we go. Who, who said it? Okay, so this might, I'm going to try to, okay. We must know that we have been created for greater things, not just to be a number in the world, not just to go for degrees and diplomas, not just to work and accomplish. We have been created to love and to be loved. This is easy to forget amidst the busyness of life. You have been created to love and to be loved. Tony Dungy. No. Where are they from? This is, uh, it's a holy, holy person, actually. Okay. So let's dial it back in, boys. Nope. The main, the main subject line is here is to, um, created to love and be loved. We're creating now, when you say when you say holy, is this guy a Scientologist or it's is, it's a lady? It's a lady. Okay. It's 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 a it's a very important figure in the church. Mother Teresa. Wow. Nice. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mother, yeah. When you said yeah, lady, it, it's Teresa. it's Mother Teresa, and that uh, you know, James, I'm really surprised that you you figured that one out, man. Oh, nice That's job, awesome. Jay. Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right, well, well number one answer. Just James, this is going to actually, I think you'll appreciate this one because this is not in the realm of what you think it's going to be. So here we go. Anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which is it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. One more time. Anger wow. is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it is stored than to anything on which it is poured. Wow, I like that. What is uh, where's Dang. that from? Um, it's an American writer, humorist, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. Mm. Um, Stephen King. No, it's a epic figure though. So, good, a, good a, guess. A writer, you said. Mm-hmm. He was a writer. Hmm. Now, when you say writer, though, do you mean like novelist or like motivational? Oh, he has well-known novels. Well-known, well-known novels. novels. Huh. He was actually lauded as the greatest humorist the United States has ever produced. Humorous? Yeah. So he was funny? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh. Um, funny yet witty oh, at the same time. Oh, um. Who wrote, uh... It's not Charles Dickens, is it? No, good guess, though. Oh, no, it's the guy. Who wrote Tom Sawyer and uh, Huckleberry Finn? Rush? Oh, no, Rush wrote Tom. That was a song, no, Tom I, Sawyer. I, I, You're uh, onto something, you prickie. Nah, it's it's uh, Mark Twain, man. Mark it, Twain. It Come is on. Mark Twain, Mark yes. Twain. Give me that. Give me yeah, that. Just James. Wow. Just James. James. Look at the Mark guy Twain. two for two, I man. seen the freaking play. Good Th- job. This quote hit me this week. I'm like, this is a really good one. I'm going to drop this one on the episode. Nice. I like that. But he was a, a humorous guy, you said? Oh, he, he dude, he's funny as hell. Yeah, he really? did all kinds of shit. Don't you get it? I made a funny son and you're not laughing. Such a good quote and so real as well. You're not laughing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick pause in the action to tell you about Cooper Lawnscape, Metro Detroit's expert quality service provider for all your landscaping and lawn needs. You can visit them on the web at cooperlawnscape.com or hit them at 586 329 9925. 
also on all the social media platforms, including Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call there and ask for Chad. He's the owner. That's my boy, Coop Dog, and make sure to let him know that Philly sent you. Again, that's cooperlawnscape.com. 586-329-9925 is the phone number. I promise y'all will not be disappointed. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to switch it up. Did you know featuring Hollywood? Now, funny how. There you go. Funny how. <laughs> funny, funny how. All right, here we go with the did you knows. Let's start out with this one. Did you know you can get your eyeballs tattooed? I did know that. Whoa. I if did know that. If you're looking to get your entire body tattooed, you don't need to stop at your eyeballs. Many hardcore tattoo fans are getting the whites of their eyes injected with ink of all kinds of colors. But why? That's stupid. From green <laughs> to purple. However, the there are some ah. risks involved, such as pain and prolonged blurred and double vision. Come on. That's pathetic. That's horrible. Your, imagine Man. your eyeball. Can you give me some paint, B? Some what? Give me some paint. We're going to do his eyeball. No, Mike's we're eye. not doing any of that we're gonna stuff. Tattoo. I don't understand that part. you got to be a knucklehead. That's crazy. That's that wild, is. man. You'd be amazed, man. Did you know? Did you know? All right. I'm not a big fan of the eyeball. I mean, it just... No. Nah. Post Malone? You're not touching my eyeball. No, you ain't touching that. He doesn't, he doesn't have his eyes... Uh, Tatted, does he? Post Malone? I don't think so. No, he's, he's got eyelids. a lot of he's stuff tatted, but I don't know. He's got the eyelids. I don't know about that one. Carry on, mate. Carry on. Did you know the Eagles Stadium once had a courtroom? But they are who we thought they were. Really? In Philly? In Philly? A veteran stadium where the Philadelphia Eagles once played had a stadium courtroom in jail to handle the team's notorious rowdy fans. However, <laughs> one of the judges for said the courtroom reported that 95% of the inmates were actually not from the city itself. Wow. Interesting. That is interesting. He really dug deep into this so, one. I, I remember hearing that the veteran stadium, because it was so rowdy, that's where Michael Irvin got hurt, too. Yeah, I never I never heard that. Um, this is the first time. I remember hearing there was an actual jail in that stadium. I didn't know there was a fucking courtroom, though, where they're like, you know. That's crazy, man. That that is, that's wild. That's how they would say, hot bizarre, hot bizarre. Quite bizarre. Did you know it only takes six minutes for alcohol to affect your brain? You don't say. Give yourself six <laughs> minutes and you'll see your favorite alcohol beverage can go to your head. Sometime sooner Actual than that. audio from Philly last yeah. uh, podcast. A lot quicker than you think. Researchers <laughs> in Hedberg University Hospital found that just six minutes after consuming alcohol, changes are already taking place in the brain. I, 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 I agree, because all you got to do is listen place. in to six minutes of last episode, and you'll figure that, that shit out. That and too many Dr. Peppers. I'm Not the bar, but the brain. Dr. Peppers. <laughs> okay. Uh, the left testicle usually hangs... <laughs> Here we you go. Know, the left testicle usually hangs lower than the right for right-handed oh. men. The opposite is true for the lefties. Wow. I agree. 
That's so funny. <laughs> what do you got? To, what I'm going to have to analyze myself later in the mirror. Watch your smell of ass and balls, you nappy motherfucker, you. It might be TMI, but this is very true. I can fact check that, mate. <laughs> Tommy, what, what do you got? What do you got both balls hanging? I don't know why. Slightly to the left, oh, Give mate. me a second. Let me, let me check this out real quick. Hold on. This is Cheryl Buford T. Justice putting out an old porn advisory. Oh, my God. It's true. It is. He's actually checking himself out. <laughs> we don't think, gosh, we're not putting cameras in this room. Like, oh, Damn, boy. James, cover your junk up, bro. <laughs> Damn, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> this is something I can relate to. What's Justin wrong with James? you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. This is what I can relate to. Um, did you know there is such a thing as being too horny? You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> As our experts explain, if thoughts or actions of sex take over your days, lead you to sneak around or have become a distraction, then it's likely time to seek professional help, which I've done. <laughs> I got a crap on deck that can choke a donkey. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, we definitely, we definitely uh, learned a lot about Hollywood this episode. Uh, uh, and number five, on losing that nut. Right, and number right. five, did you know thirteen is the magic number? Seven-hour sex marathons may be the norm for Sting and Trudy, but most people say anywhere between seven and thirteen minutes is the desired optimism time for <laughs> penetrative sex. I'm ready to shoot now. My cock is ready. I want to fuck. Let's go. <laughs> So seven to thirteen is the peak. That's the peak. For, so for, that two-hour motion, you motion somebody. Are you talking about for orgasm? <laughs> are you talking about for climax? Uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you drop out of that green jumpsuit and show me that fat ass? So is that what it's saying though? From, yeah. from seven minutes to thirteen. It's about minutes. a seven, seven to thirteen. Okay. So minutes. that's the optimum yes. time. Yeah. Did, see, I never understood people that say, "Oh yeah, I've man. been there eight hours, oh, two, three hours, man." Yeah, I'm sure you did. Like you're, bu- you're bullshit. Yeah, stop stroking let's yourself. Just, let's, let's stop, you know, bullshitting. Come on now. Yeah. Right. Who are they kidding? Yeah. How about oh, this yeah. one right there? The average male orgasms last <laughs> oh, six boy. seconds. The average female. Man, we switching his back to me next seconds. week. <laughs> about to lose your job. <laughs> Wait, say it again, Hollywood? <laughs> the average male orgasm lasts six seconds. You one nut bust. <laughs> the average female orgasm lasts 20 seconds. Can you imagine feeling what you feel for 20 seconds when it happens? Like, imagine it drags out for 20 seconds. Like, it would be. Hey, give me the dabbles. Your heart would explode. (laughs) And I'd win with it. You'd be able to touch me. You wouldn't be able to touch me. I'd be like, hey, easy, easy. No, you wouldn't be able to. Your heart would explode. Hollywood, you never disappoint, sir. Damn you. Damn you. We knew we were going to get freaky deaky. Okay, so here we go. Hey, guys, this ad break is brought to you by Bees Keto Treats. Bees Keto Treats are 100% sugar and gluten-free. That means they're great for diabetics and those living the keto lifestyle. You can find them at Dave's Pizza Buffet off 23 Mile Road or at the Vantage Point Farmer's Market every Saturday in Port Huron from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's through October. They offer cakes, cupcakes, muffins, donuts, and much, much more. You have to try B's famous chewy chocolate chip cookies. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Just search at B's Keto Treats. Now, let's get back to the show. This or that with Grandmaster B. All right, we're switching it up. Okay, uh, I even got a lightning round. 
in this one. Of course you do. Maybe a little freak. sip of my H2O. All right. If any of these are repetitive from. All right. So this or that big party or a small gathering. Mm. I'm going to say I, I like small gatherings. Big party, mate. Big party. Big party. James, big party or small oh, gathering? Man, this, this one is tough. Um, I do like both, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd prefer oh, small gatherings. Oh, that's sissy talk, huh? Hey, fuck I you, think you prick <laughs> You freaking prick <laughs> I think I might go with a, with a, a big party. Nice. Which is weird because I'm introverted, but in that in a way you can kind of sneak around in a big party. If it's yes. kinda if it's right. small. Well, we gotta, gotta define what, what's a big party, what's a get together though. Be how many people? Um I just, don't know. Just just I mean, think what of think? like the one you had at the townhouse back a few years ago. <laughs> okay. She's talking about two hundred people <laughs> as opposed to like party. twenty. All right. I'm taking twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah twenty five people. I mean, that seems to be a pretty decent size. Big party, small gathering, you know, a few friends, you know, hanging out, watching the fights or whatever. Circle jerking. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Circle jerking. You know what? What I- the f- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this oh guy. We took a fucking clown. We took a fucking tooth in the wish. Alright, the fireworks are going off. <laughs> Not that kind of big party. Oh, nice. shit. Alright, so where do we stand on the big party or small gathering? No, I'd go I'd go for big small party. gathering, actually. I'd go, okay. I'd go to small gathering. Okay, so B, what do you got? Small gathering. All right, three to one. All right. And next this or that. A person that likes to take control. Or someone to control you. So say, and I'm on. I got to rephrase it. So say you're in a relationship. You got the go-getter type, and maybe you're the go-getter. You're the go-getter. But sometimes is it isn't it nice to have the opposite to have someone that kind of lays it all out. So and, you mean play bitch? Right. No, I don't mean. <laughs> no, no, no. So you're saying like, <laughs> are we talking sexually or are we talking about like in life in I'm general? I'm talking about life in general. Do you like to be the person that's you know uh, more in the control? mode or do you like someone else to take control because some people are laid back some people prefer to have somebody to be more of the go-getter type the control person like we're going to do this and we're going to do that and okay we'll go i mean you have a medium somewhere to meet someone yeah i mean but you know in some relationships i mean hollywood go into your wheelhouse if it's a sexual thing i want control you want control I want control wow okay mm. um something to think about um this is a very complex question. It is, it's for very me. complex. Well, I, had to, I had to keep it on par with some of his yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good <laughs> one, know, though. It is a good one. I mean, I'd like, you know, I don't want to control the whole relationship. I mean, I'd like to sit back, but, you know, I don't want to be, you know, dictating everything. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with, hey, whatever. I'm, I'm easy. Man, Unless I'm you're in the room and you got to dictate. Then I got to step <laughs> my game up because I got a freaking problem. Yeah, see, there's there's times where it's situational. You yeah, know, there's times I want to be in control and I want to dominate. But there's yes. other times where you want to be alpha, mate. Yeah, I want to be Facts. alpha. But there's times like I just want to, you know, lay back and you know, what I mean, have her come come on to me. You so know you're trying saying? to say you want to take it in the arms? That's <laughs> not what I'm saying, mate. Whoa. Let me tell hey, you something, bandejo. Yeah, let me tell you something, bandejo. Isn't that yeah. what's going on, man? <laughs> No, but I feel you. I understand. You know what I mean? Um, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, guys, naturally, we're aggressive. We want it all the time, right? Yeah. But there's times where, okay, you want your female to kind of come on to you. 
I'm that way too. I'm that way too, B. Um, I, I used to actually like if my girl would like tell me where we're going. Like, I don't care if I'm, right. I'd rather be the driver though. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to take us. You can pick where we're going. I'll get us there. But right. I like not because you, you know that takes that. an hour as a, in right. itself. Yeah. Some people are just good at like planning things out. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you know, I I yeah. got us a day planned. You know, and some people yep. just go with it and they're naturally yeah. adapting to that. And I'm not saying like controlling every move a person makes right, in right, life. Right. I'm talking about someone that just takes the initiative. I guess is a better not, better word for yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I think that's yeah, kind of exactly fun for a guy because we're yeah. used to being drivers a lot of right, times right. and taking authority and just kind of being quote you know the man or whatever. But it's cool once in a while. To, yeah. You know, if my wife's like, hey, I got something planned for us today and it's nice. unex- un- unplanned and it's cool, let's go, man. Right, Sometimes right. that's kind of a cool thing to have happen. Word it out. All yeah. right. So the next this or that, to know your future or not. Say you went to a palm reader, someone that can read your future, Hollywood, that can say, I'm going to tell you everything that's going to happen in the next five to ten. James, what are you doing? Are you whittling one out? <laughs> What's going on over there? Oh. What the? Okay, so. I was scratching my desk. Oh, okay. Better than these nets. I'm going to say no. I don't want to know the future. Yeah, me neither. I don't want to know my future either. Me neither. Okay, so we're all in agreement on that one. So the next uh, this or that, online shopping or shopping in a store? Online shopping. Um. I like to shop in a store. People see people. You know what I mean. I, I may stop in a sit in chair. There's people read, look around. Fuck it. Hollywood's that guy that goes to the mall and sits Dude, there, man, in that massage real, chair. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Yeah, right, man. You brought me brains, oh. man. Hit the table, man. <laughs> no, I feel that. I, I do feel that though with being around people and stuff. Yes, like, I'm in yes. New York, so I'm always surrounded by people. So when it comes to shopping, fuck them. I'm going on Amazon. Yeah, I might <laughs> want me a hat, man. I order a hat and it's two sides small, man. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, man. Hollywood be sitting in the mall, man, talking to them chicks. For the last time I saw a pair of jugs that big, two hillbillies. <laughs> all right here we go so i think uh philly what did you say online shopping right, fuck it you're moving on to the next well, one so i guess I mean, it don't let's matter take, let's take our vote here <laughs> hollywood i go in the store mall, whatever store yeah <clears throat> um i'm gonna say in the store i'm gonna say online i preferred I, i'm i don't mind going in the stores but if i can get what i want dropped off at my porch i'm good See, with I'm, that. Not, I'm gonna be difficult because for clothes i gotta be in well, person for right, certain right. shit Here's i'm gonna exceptions. buy online you know what i'm saying no, so, yeah yeah I'll say in person, though. No, I hear you. And James, uh, what did you say? He said online. Online, Uh, okay. So we're moving on. Uh, Pick one most important thing that you would want. Okay, pick one most important in a partner. Intelligent or funny? Mm. Man, wow. I mean, like, just think of, like, okay, so for the women that listen, like, a very smart guy, intellectual type, very smart, but he doesn't have a sense of humor. I personally think the humor part, I'm going to give my, I'm going to say, I mean, intelligence has got to be there. So, but you got to have so, both. So you have the humor. She's got the intelligence. You got it, man. I married the opposite. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm dumber than a box of rocks and she's smarter no, you're not, than me. Not, that's not what I'm no. saying. No, but I'm not like, taking offense. I'm saying, but that's, you know, like you think intelligent. Is more important than funny, and I mean, like if that—that's kind of a catch twenty-two. Like you can yeah, have a really see, funny yeah. girl that just you know makes. See, you I've had it. I've had women that think I'm super hilarious, and women that think I'm fucking stupid. So Dude. it's all—it's all, it's all in. the girl that he has a very large penis. It's a huge problem. 
you know, no, I feel you. I feel you, Mike. It's, it's all perspective. It's based on the situation. So you what's your what choice? I mean? You could pick one, intelligent or funny. I'd rather her well, be wait, smart if... because I feel like I'm funny. Okay, I like it. I'm going with intelligence. Yeah, Hollywood? intelligence. Today, Junior. I'm going to say funny because I'm smart and funny and fucking, you know. I'm the bull. <laughs> Who the fuck lied to you? <laughs> right. <laughs> My friend, believe me. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Just James, so, what do you got for us, big fella? So if I, look, sense of humor is super important, but are you saying if I pick sense of humor, she's going to be dumb? Yeah, it could be. She might not no, be, James. All right. I can't have that. I can't have that. I got to go with Intel. Oh, fuck, man. Yo, there you, you go, ever, that like, she's fucking joke, boring though, as and fuck. Your girl doesn't fucking, she doesn't laugh. Like, you right. Can't, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, right. You see that? that? You know what? Bougie. They call that bougie. Bougie. Bourgeois, man. Yeah. I want an idiot, yeah. though. You know what I mean? I guess I'd see, have to pick intelligence. Some people, some women have a dry sense of humor. Or men, too. You know? Dry. People have dry, dry. or, you know, see, I, I got like an immature sense of humor. Yeah, so but like a kid, I love it. I'll never lose my inner child. You that's just me. Like, that's going to be part of me. So, that's, ladies, you know. That's true. That's who I'm you just are. I'm saying, Philly. this is part of who I am. So, that, com- that comes with a package. You're a fucking comedian, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that, but I like the Funny call how? Out. Make you laugh yeah, funny? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, I think we're all on the same page with that. Okay, this or that. Cuddle up in front of a fireplace or light your fire in bed. So, what? what? God damn. Come again, please. <laughs> cuddle, cuddle up in front of a fireplace or okay. light your fire in the bed. So, you're talking about just cuddling or fucking hot fire sex? You got it, baby. Right I, want, I want the fire, baby. See, and I love both. Don't get me wrong, but if I had to choose. I like being in front of that fireplace, but I'm fucking. <laughs> 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 Hollywood is in the house Yes And he's hitting it from three point range Breaking Jordan's all time record Yes Alright uh, Hollywood said I'm Yo. both Fuck it Here we go The next this or that uh, Hold on hold on James James what you doing man Hold on, hold on James what you doing man Oh, I think man. that music got James in the mood, man. Oh, that shit is just <laughs> funny as hell. I'm, oh, I'm doing the fireplace, man. Oh, man. The fireplace. <laughs> My bad, man. What, what about if it was with Brett Favre? If you could clone Brett Favre and put him in all the positions on the field, and then you played against another team of clone Brett Favre, <laughs> right. I, mean, I think the universe would explode. I mean, <laughs> Here we go. Oh, all right. Shit. The next this or that. Deodorant, roll on, or using a spray? Spray or roll on? Roll on, but it's got to be. I don't like the. Um, you don't like the antipode? The gel, right? I don't like the gel, dude, because it, it me makes either. me sweat just more. Yeah, and, and then the pits get a little freaking crusty with yeah, that roll on. Yeah, I need the dry stuff, man. For real, that shit started burning me, dude. The gel. I actually I had I to go to. Just... I had to go to degree, degree, because yeah. they, they had the one where it's like. Uh, I don't know. It's the only one that worked for me. Try secret. I know yeah. it's a woman, but Little try Kid Rock roll on. No, no, no. Really? No, that's funny. 24 yep, that's hours funny. a day. My dad, I think my dad used secret, like the woman's. I'm telling you, man. Straight up. Your daddy straight turned up. me on that shit. Mm-hmm. For real? Yep. I said, what you using? He goes, my, I'm tired of my armpits being on fire. Bro. <laughs> you I, never said that. 
I was using the gel and it started burning my armpits, so I switched to the spray. Yes. And I started noticing with the spray, it doesn't last no, at all. No, the no. spray don't do shit for me. I talked no. to my brother Nick because we used to have the same problem where our pits used to just flow, dude. I don't yeah. understand Stink, it. Dude. Stink, like I never had that problem <sighs> until recently out of nowhere because I switched to spray, dude. See, really? I like I like the Dove men's spray. That works for me. Really? Yeah, I like it. It's uh doesn't leave any, hmm. you know, residue yeah, or anything that. like, like that. that uh, Interesting. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, so, once again, Hollywood, what did you have? I got to have the deodorant. I can't. Uh, well, I hope you're wearing deodorant, but is it roll-on or is it a spray? It's got to be a roll-on. <laughs> can I smell your <laughs> armpit? Does it smell like a can of Hormel chili? My, my, no? my, my, <laughs> you could sweat, and it still smells good. Motherfucker, stink! <laughs> <laughs> what that smell over here? Got What's that curry? Yeah. Got that lavender bush on that, man. Right on. All right, so, again, you're going with roll-on? Roll on. You're old school, man. Roll on. Roll on. I'm sprayed. Just James, where you at, buddy? I'm at the. I'm with the roll on. All right. So I'm the oddball once again. Surprising. All right. Money or free time? Would you rather be working like a dog and making that money? Shit, that's or would you rather all, be taking I mean, this, some this time? This is my first week in all in ten weeks, man. So I like making that money. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could have been out to jail, man. Yeah, be, Feeling good. That's, that's a good one, though, because I love both. But, um, Lord knows I need that buddy, but Yeah. I'm saying, man. Them coins, but I'm saying, but Green bags. I, I probably, you know, I, I enjoy free time, but yeah, if, if I had to choose, I, I'm going to, I'd go to work and make the money. Yeah, you ain't going to have free well, time. You ain't got no money, but That's what I'm saying. What are you going to do with your free time? Broke ass. Yeah. Got to make some money because yeah. you can make free time if you have money. So yes. I'm going to say the same thing: money. Yep. Just James. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the same thing then. If All right, it's like that, you got to have money, man. Yeah. I'm not about money, but if I'm gonna be free <coughs> time and broke, I can't. You can't it, do anything. Yeah, they call no, you Jay Money. It's um, uh, doesn't work, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I want to be able to. Enjoy, I'd rather have free time, knowing that I got money in the bank to do what I want, but yeah, take that to myself, take that time yes. to myself. You know, quite what I'm saying? frankly. Right. All right, so uh, we're all in agreement on that one. The next this or that. Um, at a movie, would you rather have candy or popcorn? Oh, I'm going popcorn, bro. I think a movie is popcorn. Yeah. I like that popcorn. I'm a, I'm a popcorn guy, too, man. Extra butter. I watched The Godfather last week, and I popped me a bag of popcorn, bud. Did you mm. add some butter to it? Yeah, I add some butter to it. And about the salt and parmesan. I uh, no parmesan, but I did add a little bit of salt. <laughs> and it may have been from tickling my balls. Now, was that after the shower? Yeah, you know, it's still salty after the shower. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> I'm picking that, too. I'm picking you're, that, too. Popcorn. You're, you're going popcorn? Okay, popcorn so. Popcorn all the way. All here, the way. Here, here's an interesting one, fellas. This or that? Hold on, B. James, you like feet that smell like popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, I don't. All right, thanks but for I, clarifying. But I, still, but I still butter them toes, though. Oh, what I'm saying, man. man. She like, like, I love a man who loved toes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Easy here. Uh, <laughs> All right, here we go, fellas. Uh, no, this I don't like or corns that. on my feet either. <laughs> Cups or glasses in the cupboard? Think about your, your cupboards. Hold up, man. How many fucking this or that are we shut doing? Guys, shut up. I'm almost done. We're almost to the lightning round. What are you fucking sheets of paper? Well, this has been interesting. Cups or glasses in your cupboard, right side up or upside down? 
you know, right, dude, I'm put- not that. Obviously, I picked intelligence for a reason with my girl. I I can't. This dude said cupboards, right side up, left right, side so, down. What the fuck, James? You got your set of glasses at home. When you go to put them in your in your cabinet, do you put them mm-hmm. right side up or upside down? I put them uh, right side up. Big dummy. <laughs> I put them down. I put them down. I put them down too. I put the cookies down. Why do you put them down? Now, how about this? So they keep clean, so that nothing hey, gets in them. B, you know, can, I, you, can I have a bonus one? I got a lightning round, but throw a bonus in your show. This this pertains to what you just said, though. In a dishwasher, okay. Do you put forks and spoons down or up? I put up. them up. I put them up because it gets all the little prongy things clean from the. Yes. I guess it doesn't matter, but I right. tend to put them up. Okay. But right, I put same, the knives. Yeah. The, face o- the down. only ones I put down are the knives because so you don't grab them and fucking cut yourself. There you go. Depending on shop, though. Absolutely. If there's steak knives or not, you know, buy a knife, not too worried about it, mate. All right, yo, I'm not going to lie, though. I always rinse my shit when I take yeah. it out of the. You know, and some people are like, I mean? well, okay, you're touching it with dirty hands when you go to put them away. But usually when you're washing dishes, your hands are clean anyway. You grab right? them around the neck, anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. You but know, I always the, feel like if it's if it's face down, like let's say it's a cup, right? You're going to put your mouth on the fucking rim of the cup. And the mouth. rim of the cup was sitting on the damn cupboard. So I always put it face up. And if it gets dust or whatever, I'm rinsing that shit. But what if you get a, a spider or a bug in there? Fucking dude. I mean, what's a little spider or a bug? You know what I mean? It's just protein. Shit going on in New York we should know about. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck them. Quiet. All right. So uh, we're almost to the end of my list. I promise you that. Okay. So here's a a really good one to think about. Honesty or others' feelings. Example, talking to someone openly. So are you going to be very honest with them about what you want to talk to them about? Are you going to just agree with them just to make them feel better? Depends on who they are. That's a good point. Mm. I'm going to have to go with honesty, man. You know, I used to, I, for so long, I used to be the guy where it's like, you know, Mr. Nice Guy, and that shit got me nowhere. So I think, you know, now I feel like I just got to be brutally honest and let the So now you're saying you're going to be nice. like a Brit? I'm going to just fucking tell it how it is and whatever happens, happens. What What's I say like? is what I say. <laughs> and you know what happens when you start doing that, right? You get What's a lot that? of boozy, right? Yeah, a lot of boozy, right? <laughs> I, I hope so, because I ain't been getting shit lately. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, Mr. Nice Guy never worked out well for news? me. <laughs> Not in your world, dude. No, because everybody lately? thinks I'm Mr. Nice Guy. I was going right. to say. All right, so just James, is it honesty or your or someone's feelings when you're talking to them? Nah, dude, honesty all the way. I'm man. right there with you. Honesty I think we're all, all in way. agreement. Yeah. All right, so I'm up to the last one, and we go to the lightning round, and I'll, I'll explain that one in a minute. Accidentally sending a dirty text to your boss or a sexy voicemail to your mom. Oh my goodness. Read that again. Accidentally sending a dirty text to your boss or a sexy voicemail to your mom. They're both bad, but. Text to my boss because she's a girl. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she. Not she's, my mother. No. She's digging <laughs> you, man. Is she digging you? No, but absolutely not my mom. That'd be just like Sal got a boss. He got a thing for. <laughs> well, let's say his name. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
damn you. I'd say my, bo- I'd say man, my boss because balls, my boss would be able to laugh about it. So yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't give a shit. So it's, it's fine. I think it's easier to get one past your boss than it would be to yeah. explain it to your mom. Well, my, yeah, you understand. Uh, no, well, I you know, it should yeah. be understanding too, but you know, I, I'd, I don't know. I'd feel more comfortable accidentally sending something to my boss, honestly. All yeah. right. Lightning round. Yeah. It's got to be a yeah. fast answer. You can't overthink it. When you hear it, I'm going to point at well, you, and you got to give me your answer. I thought we were on the lightning round like five fucking no, this no. or that this to is go. The, this, is my, this is my inaugural this or that, and I want to make it special, okay? <laughs> I got a shit. <laughs> what? I didn't even James, get to you have to leave? the last one. No, no here we go. Guy. Okay, lightning round. Here we go. Pancake or waffle? Waffle. Waffle. Uh, pancake. Waffle. Okay. All right, we're done with that one. Lightning round. One answer, and it's got to be quick. Bacon or sausage? Hollywood. Bacon. bacon. Sausage. Bacon. All right, steak or lobster? Lobster. Steak. Steak. Lobster. Pretty smile or sexy eyes? Sexy eyes. Sexy eyes. Eyes. Sexy eyes. And that is the this or that for episode 18. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, just want to give a special shout-out to Abe's Drugstore. You can visit them online at www.abesdrug.com. They have two locations, both in Warren, Michigan, one at 13760 East 12 Mile Road, the other at 25141 Hoover Road. They have all your pharmaceutical needs, including vapes and CBD products, and they also have specials on breezes right now for $8.99 plus tax. Go check them out. Hey, guys, the crew and I would just like to thank you for listening. Remember to email us at fivesoftheweekpodcast at gmail.com with any ideas or feedback. Also, please remember to like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. Also, you can hit us on Facebook at Fives of the Week and on Instagram at Fives of the Week Podcast. Love y'all. Be good.